budget Alexa, and it, the uh, thing we made ended up looking really good. That's Damn, you know? fucking amazing, dude. Like it was hella dark uh, the the whole time, and it like looked really cool. God, those cameras, those high end video cameras, are so good in low light. Yeah. So good. Oh, my God. God damn it. It's, it's not even fair. I know. It's you not, know? Like, it's I look... Not. Like, the like the guy's obviously very, very talented and knows a lot, but it's just like, man, that's cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so for the Mini, the Alexa Mini, which is kind of really what I want to get, is 36000 just for the body. Yeah. Wow. And then, you know, it's like 56000 for the, the Ari, the full Alexa. Wow. God damn it. Dream camera. <laughs> but even then, dude, the red, I don't know. And then that's the thing, too, is like DSLRs, don't get me wrong, are fucking awesome. And yeah. like the Sonys yeah. and yeah. the Panasonics are great. But there's something about a camera designed for video that yeah. just, it's, there's no comparison. There's, yeah, that's, oh, there's really not. It's the internal ND filters. It's the, the look of it. Like it's designed for you. Like mm-hmm. the buttons are built for video. You know, yeah, like yeah. on the sides. All the settings are designed around video. Yeah, but like the DSLRs are like photo first, mm-hmm. you know, which isn't a problem, but it, you know, video is just like a secondary exactly yeah. thing for them. They're not really built for it. So you can't really get a, as smooth of a shot. You know, you can't really get as nice of a shot. It requires a higher yeah. knowledge and how to execute to properly do yeah. a DSLR. Whereas like, yes... With the red, you've really got to be paying attention to what you're doing, but it's almost a little more forgiving in right. that regard. Plus shooting in raw, you know. <laughs> you can shoot raw. There's the difference. You can shoot red code and ProRes or DNX HD simultaneously. Wow. So you On can shoot. Yeah, you can shoot Holy for shit. the red code. Or I don't you even know shoot. what that means, but that's cool. Well, Red is their it's their proprietary <laughs> file. You should you should know this. You've worked with Red, haven't you? Oh, the R three D. Yeah, 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 yeah. R three D code, or you can shoot just ProRes or or just DNX HD, which is like the Avid um, oh. file. Oh, okay. Or you can shoot simultaneously the Red and ProRes or or Red and DNX HD. That's crazy. And when you shoot ProRes, it wraps it up in an MOV for you. And you can shoot wow. like four it's four two two HQ. four um, wow. K you can't do HQ, but two K you can do the four two two HQ. So you get like wow. the really solid like colors the pretty much the max color space you can that's get the Mac, in yeah. uh yeah. ProRes file. And yeah, shoot that's... those raw. You can shoot the raw ProRes four two two. I was talking to my buddy the other day, he was talking about uh how the red will like it has fans. Yeah. And they will turn off when you're shooting and turn back on when yeah like when you stop shooting so you which can, i thought was very fascinating it was like oh yeah well you can set thought it out of that but that makes total sense because like that, what we ran into was that the fans were going and uh, we couldn't figure out how to like turn it off so i had to go into the settings and you can set it to basically run all the time <laughs> or you can set it to be adaptive and like it'll turn off when the camera just cools off Right, or if it doesn't need to run, yeah. Or you can set it to be like adaptive, but turn off when you record. Wow. So like in studio, you have to have it turn off. But if you're shooting 300 millimeter yeah. lens, you know, super far away, then you can just have the fan running yeah. the whole time. So there's like all these options. But the, when the fans run, it's loud, man. Okay. That camera's yeah. loud. <laughs> but it's it's fucking sick, dude. It's really, I yeah, I can't wait. I want to get one so bad, so bad. <laughs> 
Um, maybe a Christmas present or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would suck the feet. Are we allowed to say Christmas on this that. podcast? <laughs> or is that a uh, holidays that only. for work? Yeah, maybe you'll get it for the holidays. The Christmas Hanukkah Quantica. Yeah. You celebrate that? I thought I was the only one. <laughs> uh, so, like Jacob said, this is the Blue Week, and Loop. this is the Back to Back Films podcast, where we cover the things you never knew you want to know about movies. Uh, I'm your host, Keith. This is Byron. I am Jacob Foltz. <laughs> And the first film we're going to talk about is Alien, released in 1979. Uh, after a space merchant vessel perceives an unknown transmission as a distress call. I feel like it should say receives. I don't know why it says perceives. But receives an unknown transmission as a distress call. It's landing on the uh, source moon, finds one of the crew attacked by a mysterious life form. Wow. I literally copied and pasted this, this from IMDb. <laughs> And there are multiple mistakes. <laughs> it's landing on the source moon finds one of the crew attacked by a mysterious life forms, and they soon realize wow. that its life cycle has merely begun. Someone needs to fix that. That's funny. That's pretty bad. They're prepping they're prepping for the sequel, I think. They're like too excited <laughs> to write the sequel <laughs> plot synopsis. Am I writing uh, for Alien or Aliens? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, Alien was written by Dan O'Bannon and directed by Ridley Scott, stars Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, Skurrit, I don't know how to say his last name, Uh, Veronica Cartwright, Derry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Ian Holm, Yafet Koto, and Balaji Badejo as the alien. Uh, Our second film, because actually, I think, was Aliens, did they have, they had actors in those, right? I would imagine. I think so. Yeah. I think it was a combination. Uh, yes. Yeah. They they did for uh, certain scenes. Okay. Of it. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Because then, obviously, like, Covenant and, like, Prometheus, yeah. they went full CGI. Right. I don't even know if Aliens... You can kind of tell when it's a, a suit in this movie. They did have yeah. suits, you know, though, you in um, Covenant and stuff, too. But they just... Mixed it. Yeah. So it was like, they had the suit on top of, like, a guy in a blue or green outfit. And oh, they, right. Yeah. yeah. And then CGI a lot of it. Yeah. Because they start to get more agile looking yeah. as time goes on. Yeah. Which is what's interesting are they, about this are they movie. Doing, are they doing motion capture in those films? I think it is, like, partial motion capture, at least in oh, certain okay. scenes. It's probably, like, a combination of all three. Where yeah. they have on-set people, like, on-set acting motion capture and some cgi yeah. for all of it right right um the second film is the cook the thief his wife and her lover released in 1989 uh the wife of an abusive criminal finds solace in the arms of a regular guest in her husband's restaurant <laughs> just basically what happens that's that is pretty much the movie right um <laughs> So, good on that person. Uh, the Cook, the Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover was written and directed by Peter Greenaway. It stars Richard Boringer, Michael Gambon, Helen Mirren, Alan Howard, and Tim Roth. Um, which is super funny that Tim Roth is in this, because I feel like he... like I feel like Tarantino saw this movie and was like, oh, I want that character in Reservoir Dogs. That's almost yeah. like the same thing. It is, yeah. It's very, like, typecast, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's is. pretty, and he, he he's so good at it though. He is, he is, and then yeah. he goes on to like you know he's a great actor in his own he right is. though for sure. Like yeah. Hateful Eight, I mean, he's solid. Yeah. Um. All right, so you know we did Red, 
um, a couple months ago to kick off this color series. We're focusing on blue today. So I guess, I think, Jacob, you probably have... I'm I got ho- some stuff. Hoping you got some stuff. But what I'll start with is just kind of what blue generally tends to represent in movies and in art. Um, Great. And then you guys can fill in with that, too. But f- basically, in a general sense, you, you know, a lot of representation for, for blue... Uh, or a lot of things that blue might represent is like faith, spirituality, contentment, loyalty, um, fulfillment, peace, tranquility, calm, stability, harmony, unity, trust, truth, um, confidence, conservatism, security, cleanliness, order, sky and water, cold. It can represent technology or depression, isolation, or ma- and uh, like masculinity as well. It tends to be a more more male color where yeah. pink is is considered a feminine like a softer color um and there's other things that it can represent um but that's kind of usually what it will do when you compare it to something like green or yellow or orange or especially red you know it the you start to see how that kind of works in tandem um do you have any you do you guys think it like represents? Is there something else specifically? Because in the two movies, it um, doesn't represent that necessarily. It kind of it kind of plays against the grain of what blue sort of represents. But well, I I think you're I think that that's definitely spot on. I th- I think also in in film, blue is just in, in a superficial way. It's it's um, used to convey like darkness. You know, mm-hmm. almost, you know, like you have your day for night, like nighttime yeah. filters, um, but also just darkness in general. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in, in Alien, all those exterior shots have that blue kind of out, you know, like even the even the planet is blue um, mm-hmm. that, that they go land on. And the whole film is kind of it's almost monochromatic it you is, know, yeah. with its blues. Um, I think there's a better word for it, but it's like, no, it is monochromatic is, is the term. Ba- yeah, yeah. Basically, I, they use like different hues of blue, of but blue, they live yeah. in blue. Right. I think it might be a little bit that that palette might be a little bit more open, like on the color side. It might. I think it hinges into the like the the teals and the purples a little bit in this yeah, movie. Yeah. And I don't think it's a full like monochromatic, but I think it is like right there. It is, yeah. and they they play around. So there's like there's a couple of terms here we could talk about. So like monochromatic. There's the monochrome that's like black and white, but there's also monochromatic where it's like you live in the same family of a color. So like what Jacob's saying, like yeah. anything from like dark navy blue into teal and anything in between all that is all a monochromatic blue. And then what you're kind of referring to is analogous. So there's colors that are analogous, analogous. to each other. That's what it is. Blue yeah. and purple. If you look at a color wheel are analogous because sure. they're colors that are next to each other. They have similar hues, even though they're a different color. Um, and they tend to be colors that kind of, they just work together because of the way they mix together. Um, and then you have something like complementary, which is like two colors of the opposite side of the wheel that we find pleasing to mix with. Which would be the most obvious would be like orange and teal. Yeah. 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 The the very common, more modern orange and teal look that people really use. I mean, those, they're, they're just complementary. Yeah. Um, in the in the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover, that's kind of the reds and greens throughout the film, because mm-hmm. uh, those are also complementary colors, and that's uh, like a big thing in that movie. 
And the kitchen, they used the analogous colors of uh, yellow and green. Yeah. Kind of mix right. those two together. Right. Um, but you're right. Blue also, it does. It does represent, a lot of times, nighttime. I, I feel like especially in the 80s and 90s, they were yeah, using blue time. to shine through windows to light right. actors, you know, and, and push that as the nighttime yeah. thing. It's happened, I mean, I can picture, like, Vertigo and, and those movies, too, where they would have blue outside yeah. for night. But I think there, there's that period of time where, like, filmmakers were just obsessed with blue yeah. as a t- way to convey night. Like in yeah. the fifties and sixties, it was like it was like that like Technicolor blue too. Yeah. It was more like that midnight blue. Whereas mm-hmm. I think in the eighties and nineties, it was like you you got to see different types of like blue light. Like yeah, like Manhunter and Silence of the Lambs and um, different types of like films that started using blue in a darker way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and they would always light. Yeah. They would do that backlight. The rim yeah, light would always be yeah. like this blue, or like the yeah. background would be blue, and they would light the right. front like normal or whatever. Right. But then that would be nighttime, quote unquote. And some of that stuff I like, <sighs> and some of it I don't really care for. Like when they have like a white light on their face, but then like the blue rim lighting, and it, it kind of clashes for me. Yeah, I'm just like, come on, like just go oh, one one or the other. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, they right. they sort of do that in the cook too yeah uh, beginning when they're when they go outside it's lit by by probably a couple very strong yeah blue lights because that's the other thing too is the blue light has to be very um i'm trying to think of the like right direct term. high key not the high key low key oh. low key where, yeah kind of yeah, low key I think. Low very key, direct yeah. and yeah. the shadows have to like be very distinct yeah, yeah. it's a hard start, low key exactly light. yeah you yeah. start losing like detail fast mm-hmm. you do <laughs> but that's what adds to sort of the ambiance of yeah. it being nighttime um and yeah. if you because it's like it's recreating the the moon that's that's essentially yeah. yeah yeah but it's also weird too because once you start to break down color in terms of its temperature then things really get <laughs> messed up because blue light is actually the like the sun has a temperature of you know generally somewhere between you know 5500 to 6000 kelvin and like <laughs> or 5000 to 6000 usually in there and on the spectrum that's a blue yeah whereas weird. like yeah. y- your normal house lights are going to be <laughs> in the like you know somewhere between 2500 and and 3500 um and that's very orange yeah and then fluorescent right. sits in the middle in the 4000 range yeah. and that's sort of actually greenish so like right, yeah. it, it is weird thinking of the <clears throat> of the sun as blue, but if you if you just take your phone and like uh go up to a window and like take a photo of someone standing like right in front of a or uh like perpendicular to a window, mm-hmm. you can see just that blue light on their face versus the orange light from your from your house lights. And it's actually kinda kinda cool. It really like helps you contextualize like uh what colors we associate with being inside of a home, you know, versus being outside. Totally. And and, and why um, sunlight is harder to be in in the morning versus your indoor lights because it's blue and it's harder to wake up to that blue light uh, than it is to wake up to yellow light. And blue light, like, so when you look at your phone and its screen is, you know, has the light or whatever, yeah. it's actually pretty blue and that can actually cause, like, issues of sleeping too oh wow! Mm-hmm. so now there's like you know not only the effect of light 
when you wake up. <laughs> but a lot of the reason why people are struggling or having sleep issues now, and actually you can have a setting on your phone where it pulls out the blues and makes everything more orange yeah. for, for late night or whatever. Mm-hmm. But people are like exposed to so much blue light, and then they're just like, I can't sleep. Let's put your fucking phone down, and you can be able to sleep. Yeah. Like, um, but it is. It's it's it took a, took me a minute when I first started to like learn about camera technology and terminology and and just lights and stuff. And it, it is weird to think about because sun, warmth, orange. Yeah, we're conditioned in that. Right. Yeah, when you like, see a desert, you see orange. Yeah. You know, there's all these things. And, but it's actually, no, it's actually on the blue It's kind of like a flame, spectrum. you know? It's like the hottest part of a flame is actually the blue part, mm-hmm. you, know, you know? But yep. you don't, when you think of flame, you don't think of blue. You think of orange or, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. red right. maybe. But yeah, it's kind of... Yellow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, so speaking of the nighttime stuff too... It's not common, but there's also the Mad Max way of being able to represent light or uh, nighttime, yeah, yeah. which is basically they shot in daytime with blue filters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the day for night. Yeah, which Ozark yeah. does something similar too, right? No, Ozark, no. I mean, not for night, but they Ozark, just shoot it all in the blue. They just shoot it blue. They just yeah. shoot it. They shoot purposely uh, in an incorrect off white, off balance. white balance. That's right. Yeah. White balance. Yeah. 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 So basically. I think what if I understand it, they ex- they balance for like a forty one hundred. Okay, yeah. K, so when you but white balance, so white balancing a camera just basically means that if you have a color, a, li- a light color, so all lights are somewhere in between the thirty two hundred and the yeah. fifty six hundred, and then more complicated than that. But basically, if you're shooting inside and you know you're shooting with this color light, let's say thirty thirty five hundred, you're gonna balance the camera for that, so it's gonna essentially bring in blues so that you get more white otherwise it'll just be orange right <laughs> and then vice versa on that whereas so what they do is like everything will be they'll, sh- they'll shoot in the daytime where it's cloudy where you want like 5600k yeah. actual balance but they do it for a fluorescent balance instead and it as you push down that spectrum it starts to make that balance yeah. more look blue it's look a way blue. less common thing it's not common like, to do that yeah. at all. Which is super yeah. unique. It's cool that they did it. Yeah. In fact, I mean, Ozark, they use almost no um, artificial light wow. in that show. It's really crazy. You can you can, you can tell. Yeah, you can. Uh, when you're watching that, that, it's like, oh, this is like not lit. Mm-hmm. But it looks cool. Exactly. Like, it has a really cool look. Soderbergh does that a lot, too. Um, at least in the films of the last, like, 10 years or so. If you look at, like, Contagion and Haywire and... Um, uh, the girlfriend experience and even the informant um unsane was uh like that too and that was also shot in an iphone yeah they didn't use any lights Mm -hmm. either i think tangerine did that they didn't use any artificial light at all yeah Yeah. and they shot that on the phone and i don't think you guys saw the favorite yet right not yet but no that movie is entirely there's there's a couple of shots where you can kind of see maybe like they have a kick light behind someone yeah but almost entirely (coughs) natural light even Uh, the candle light Wow, they shoot so a candlelight, which is awesome. Um, it's very reminiscent of Barry Lyndon, actually. I cool. think I think he watched Barry Lyndon as his like <laughs> source for Barry Lyndon cool. is so good. I know, um, but you can tell the because the way it like it lights, you know, yeah. it's like the shadows are so crazy on the inside when you're exposing for a window. Yeah, inside becomes so dark all of a sudden. You, we, our eyes are so good at this like infinite exposure that yeah. we don't realize that it's actually you know we do when you look yeah. outside and you're like it's super bright and it's dark but like right now you have a couple of lights on but i can yeah. look from you know inside where it's out you know and then outside and it's the same essentially yeah our brains right. are 
crazy. <laughs> yeah, our brains are the best cameras, for sure. We have um, the best auto settings in our, in our We brain. do, yeah. Our eyes are the best cameras, for sure. That is um, true. So, um, so can, can I get us back on track here? I have a couple things yeah. I want to I wanna I throw in same, here. So go ahead. Um, so I guess in, in talking about color specifically, um, I found this thing that kind of highlighted like the five things that colors do in a film and, and what they can be used for. And I, I was curious if you guys had any thoughts on this. Um, so this is just general, like here's, here's what color can do for you as a filmmaker. Uh, and the first one is elicit a psychological reaction. Um, so you see a color and, you know, like we were talking about in the last episode, you would see like a McDonald's sign and the combination of red and yellow makes you hungry, you know, and blue has the opposite effect of that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. it does not make you hungry. Uh, it makes you the opposite of hungry. Um, so do you guys have any thoughts on that as they, as it pertains to, uh, these two films with the blue specifically? Yeah. I mean, what I, what I noticed, well, obviously, I mean, the cook, the thief, the obvious color here is not blue. Actually, it's red, and yeah. I think that is a huge psychological um, element to that. Because when you're living in the restaurant, I mean, every room is so distinct that you're like, you immediately are like, okay, like, even I don't even need to hear this guy rant about dumb shit. I'd know that there's this fiery <laughs> like, right, kind of like zeal to this guy because of the way it's red and actually as the film progresses the saturation on, on the colors gets so much deeper too yeah. you know what I mean so like there's that psychological element and like you don't even need to know that the kitchen is a safe place in the film because like the greens and stuff is that that we, we associate green with like the nature and kind of safety and you know tranquility yeah. to a degree and like so you know that when you enter that room, it's kind of like this, you're outside of his fire, but you're not in the blue, which is like where the violence is, where the um, right. sort of the unexpected can happen, basically. Uh, and then you contrasted that with like the white of the bathroom, <laughs> yeah. which is like the... The the pure space. The pure space. Yeah, Even though yeah. this is where they're committing like adultery, it's like... That's, it's like the pleasure, you know? It is, yeah. but it's sort of like their heaven almost, kind yeah. of, you know? It's, it's like that, and... You know, he comes in with his, like, red shirt yeah. kind of yeah. disrupting things. And actually... And there's that red light. The, so, like, when he leaves the door open, which he does every yeah, time he enters. exactly. The red light pours into that. It's almost space, like hell. And he's invading. Like the, yeah. like the doorway to hell, you know, and heaven right there. Like That's what's so fascinating about the film because it's like there's never... There's always a scene where the colors are always colliding into each other. So mm-hmm. like in the yeah. red scene there's part there are scenes where you can see inside the kitchen but your the camera is placed and focused on characters within the red part but exactly. you can see the kitchen in the background and see the greens and blues. Like you can almost and, see the safety. Yeah, there. and kind of encroaching or not encroaching like in the distance. It, and so psychologically it gives you it's there like you can tell Greenaway is doing it on purpose, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. And yeah. like, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, even just the changes in like their wardrobe. I was gonna just say, from, yeah, it, the yeah. Sec- the psychological aspect continues even deeper on a way more subtle level yeah. with the clothes because, and I noticed that once. And I was like, wait, she was wearing something different. Yeah. And like, what you'll notice is that depending on what room people will walk into, their yeah. colors will change for and, that. So like, 
what was the most distinct one for me is when she was it starts with her in the restaurant and she's kind of eyeing the guy <laughs> she, then she goes to the bathroom and in the restaurant she's wearing like a red yeah and then she goes to mm-hmm. the bathroom and now it's a black and white dress but the same dress mm-hmm. yeah it's a different color and then she'll go into the kitchen and it'll <laughs> turn to green you know yeah. and like they play on that because the guy um what the fuck is his name with whoever she's banging um robert or something uh Albert? No, it's not Albert. Uh, uh, such as an S. Oh, uh, crap. I don't remember. But anyway, he doesn't <laughs> actually Jew- change color guy. that much. He stays brown. Yeah, he stays, He's brown, yeah. Uh, and even his... Michael, Michael. Michael, exactly. Michael. And his yeah. skin tones are even like Michael. that earth tone. Yeah, he's yeah he stays constant. And then but, what you uh, notice, too, is that like the people... Because even the, the cook, the head chef, yeah. he'll kind of change too depending on especially like, at the end because he's like wearing that suit exactly he's stuff. like usually kind of wearing a white but then he changes yeah at the he end. changes so yeah. like what you'll notice too is that the people who struggle in this film or who will maybe ultimately die are the ones who stay constant <laughs> so like michael dies and he's one of the constant colors yeah throughout where everyone else morphs and and will balance out and then they are the ones who actually like prevail like at the right end. what's funny about That's... the michael thing is that he's like the shit color he is which fits so yeah. well with like food and shit and well especially right. at the beginning of the movie where they rub dog shit on the dude because he didn't pay his debts like he starts right. off as brown brown is kind yeah. of like that a color that's going to be treated badly like in the film, you know what I but mean? Yeah, he's like right. the good guy. But, but it's also like <laughs> yeah. in this in this film, it is like the color of love too, you know, because they're talking mm-hmm. about how your your sexy parts are close to your uh, waist parts for a reason, yeah, you know? So yeah. it's like he, by association, the, the poop color is uh, <laughs> also the, the color of, of love and compassion at the same time. Totally. So there's like a dual meaning there. And is, uh, to, to go back... I was just going to say, which is nice because, like, you don't typically associate brown with love or the passion. It's red. Red is usually that. But that's what's really interesting about this film is that all the colors that you would usually associate with things are all... Except for the red and green. Red and green. But the blue, the brown, and, you know, even white to a degree, he's flipped the meaning of those. Right. But even, like, brown is still, like... uh, it's like very masculine with its um like consistency and and it's kind of uh, uh bookiness there's better words to describe brown. uh but i can't think of them right now um but it it is like that kind of like very male color mm-hmm. uh brown yeah and you, you never know? see like it's like bold and um yeah because you never see like helen smart. mirren wear brown in the movie no at all it's just always him yeah um so branching off of that um the other so we talked about eliciting psychological reactions and then keith you basically went through every uh the other four uh things (laughs) that colors can do uh so i'll just i'll just say them out loud real quick um so one can draw focus to significant details Mm -hmm. um so like the uh, the reds are often used for that because it's such a loud color. It's very easy to see reds in a movie. The most obvious um, but, use of that probably is Schindler's List. Schindler's yeah. List. Uh, the Shining, when he goes into the bathroom, mm-hmm. draws attention to that scene. Um, it, even in this film in the bathroom, the whites 
that I was like, whoa, that yeah, is definitely. white, you know? So it totally <laughs> ma- highlighted the bathroom. They do it me. in Amelie, too, where Amelie, she'll, yeah. have, oh, she'll be yeah. in kind of more of a red room and there's like this one like blue lamp. Yeah. And that'll be the only contrasted <laughs> color. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like, uh, because that whole movie is red and green. So it's like, oh, here, they're breaking their mm-hmm. palette in order to highlight something. And that's called, um, uh, the term is color dissonance. So mm-hmm. using yes. two colors that are that are not complementary to elicit or to focus on things, basically. Yeah. Draw attention yeah. to it. Yeah. And in, in context, that it totally makes it stand out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing, or the third thing, is that color can set the tone for the movie. So, I um, I feel like this applies more to Alien than it does to The Cook, The Thief, The Wife. I think they're using color in The Cook, The Thief, and, and Wife for, for different reasons. I think it still sets the tone, but there's so many colors going on. I feel like it's, like, it's not really picking a mood as much as it's... Um, I, th- I think it finds its mood elsewhere. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the idea that there's, there, like, a variety of, like, very distinct colors in itself brings its own tone. Like, when you see a movie with multiple colors, like The Neon like Demon Superman. or Only God Forgives, yeah, you, that in itself is a mood. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Um, it's like, it's like if you watch, like, a Pixar film when there's so many vibrant colors that itself is like a marvel movie you know it's like right it's it gives you that bright colorful mood whereas in this way it's kind of ironic you know right like, but it, and even I, though i'm glad you brought that up because um in in pixar and up that beginning where you know he finds out that his wife dies that first 10 minutes or whatever um they start out with all these gorgeous colors and then when you discover that she dies they bring in the blues right there yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like at, at the at, in the hospital it's like this like oh my god she died and the blues <laughs> help you help tell you hey this is a sad part cry now and it works on me every time i watch the movie <laughs> right in especially in conjunction with music you know yeah. it really just oh yes beats you over the head with it but it totally does what's interesting is because so we we talked about this kind of on slack a little bit we were like at least I was like, well, why did we even pick the, the cook for blue? Yeah. Like, at all. Because, right. like, the primary color of that movie is certainly red. Red, yeah. Um, right. But I was thinking about it more, and I was visualizing... I, was, you know, I went back and kind of looked at the movie and stuff, and blue is a very rare color in the movie, mm-hmm. but it actually sets the whole tone for the movie. Because yeah. the first color you see is blue. Yeah. The first prominent color. Yeah. And... The first thing that you brought into is this lewd, I mean, just pretty effed up scene (laughs) of them fucking torturing this guy as he's ass naked on the asphalt and has dog shit rubbed (laughs) on him. And they're like, you know, stepping on his dick or whatever. And like, like, (laughs) they're making fun of him. And like, he's like, yeah, this woman, like, how do you feel being, you know, um, embarrassed in front of the woman? And that's your first foray into this world is the violence and the danger that blue represents in even though you're living in red and green a lot you're still there's always this outside concept of the blue the blue outside and then you know the kid the scene with the kid obviously where they fucking you know the gang uh like traps the kid and then they beat up the kid like that happens outside yeah where it's like blue and there's Mm -hmm. there's certain 
parts of the movie where there'll be a blue window, like blue mm-hmm. coming from the window. Yeah. Very, very subtle, but yeah. there's always that. It's sort of that subconscious, like the blue's there, the danger's yeah. there, it's waiting. Like when they're in like the storeroom and he's kind of going into the kitchen yelling, there's a little bit of blue there just to Seeping remind you, in. like there's the danger. Yeah. Like you're living in that yellow green right now, but the blue is there, it's waiting. It's, it's like, like when Michael and Georgina kind of escaped for a bit and they're kind of mm-hmm. in that library you know, or whatever yeah. and and the moon is coming out yeah. and it's a, just tinted just a little bit a of little blue, blue just exactly. a little bit yeah and it exactly. just gives you enough where it, it just immediately takes you back to like that the beginning or the scenes exactly. that take place in the outside and then by just intercutting them like in the library to what um the dude is I forget his name. It's such an S, the main guy, the bad guy. Um, oh, uh, Michael Gambon's character. Yeah. Isn't that Samuel? Or not Samuel. Isn't like, um, Albert? Isn't that his name? No, it's uh, Spe- Spectre. Spe- uh, Are we speaker. talking about the main guy? Speaker. Speaker. It's, There's a Spangler? It's, it's Speaker. Spangler? No, it's, isn't it like... Sp- There's Richard, Albert, Georgina, Michael, Mitchell... And it's, then it's there's Rich, a guy named it's, Spangler. It's Richard Speaker. That's the guy's name. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It always says Richard in IMDb. Um, there's no, there's basically Speaker no one with an film. S. So. Well, he, that's because his last name is Speaker. Richard Borst Albert Speaker. Speaker. Albert Speaker. 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 Okay, yeah, Speaker. I think I just misheard the, everyone in the film. <laughs> Albert Speaker. I just Spica, put the ER yeah. when I when I, yeah. Yeah, Michael Gambon. He's the thief. He's the gangster. He's the yeah. the main loud piece of shit who talks the most throughout the whole movie. Speaker. Yeah, and then Georgina. Speaker with an A. Yeah. Yeah. S P I C A. Anyway. Oh. Uh, I forget. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Oh, the other thing too, the blue, um, the the rotting meat. Oh As yeah, a, which is also sort oh, yeah. of a thematic thing. You know, the food obviously is a very important part of this movie. So having the rotting meat being sort of a metaphor for things, but that lives in the blue. Yeah, right. That sort of you know, so blue rots. Essentially, you can kind of say blue rots things, or blue is dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, it's don't inter- be in the blue, otherwise you will die. So, yeah, like so, I, so you. Oh, you go ahead. So Greenaway like has this thing too where it's like the camera is always kind of moving and it's normally in more of kind of just like a horizontal way Mm -hmm. you know um and like the idea of like going the camera is like going through a body like the whole restaurant is like a body yeah you know where it's like the beginning starts off and the outside and we're coming out of its ass basically you know when you have shit and you have like shit go you know being covered on a guy yeah. yeah and then you go through the green and that's kind of, you know, the belly, the belly <laughs> where you feel comfort and full, you know, um, mm-hmm. and then you kind of go into the red where sometimes, you know, like, you know, you can take that so many different ways where it's like, uh, I would even call it literally the head because yeah, the dude who's co-owner of the restaurant, the thief, he's sort of called considers himself the head. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also, and- that's where you consume food. And where you process, you're processing the food in the middle and mm-hmm. tasting it, and, ple- it's so, and that's kind of, of this, the taste, yeah, and, the the pleasure of it, yeah, and that's kind of the same process as it like moves through your own body, yeah. Um, what kind of what happens with the food? That's a good and point. The actually. white is kind of like you know you're starving for 
food or you want the food or the you know the pleasure of like you know what i mean like or it's even, happy town right or there. it's yeah. even like out of body almost <laughs> yeah yeah like because it does their experience is almost out of body like yeah, it's so it's like ethereal yeah. once they start to actually like get with each other and stuff. Because like they don't even speak to now. each other for the longest time. Right. It's just all it's just so carnal almost, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of that's kind of a cool like idea of taking color and using it psychologically, but using it also in like <laughs> every single way. Like he uses color yeah. in like every, every all five in ways way. here. Definitely. <laughs> well, uh, let me let me highlight the other two ways just because we've already talked about them, but I just want to say them out loud. Uh, the fourth the fourth one uh, is representing character traits. Definitely. So this is obviously true with Michael because he's wearing brown the whole time, but also it it is representing uh, how the characters are kind of feeling from place to place. You, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. And it, you could look at it like that, I guess. And then the uh, fifth one is. Uh, showing changes or arcs in the story. So you see this with the cook when he's suddenly wearing black uh, at the end. Absolutely. Um, yep. Yeah. You know, instead of his white. Um, so in for all of them, in order again, one is elicit psychological reactions. Two is draw focus to significant details. Three is set the tone of the movie. Four is representing character traits. And five is showing changes or arcs in the story. I think the most and, obvious yeah. art change too if, to help people visualize is Breaking Bad. Mm. Has a very obvious. Mm. Not only is their lighting becoming darker, more stark, more noir, but it starts in a colorful manner and yeah. becomes very more, much more monochromatic, dark gray. So you have yes. like whole scenes on. where it's like just just like yellow, almost. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Or just kind of blue. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even I'm. Um, Moonrise Kingdom does that, where it starts off really yellow, and by the yeah. end, when they're dealing with, when they're trying to get the kids down, it becomes a lot more blue. Yeah, as the climax yeah. approaches, and that's kind of like that uh, loss of youth, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because like it's so youthful that whole film, and then suddenly it's like, oh, these kids are doing adult things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And it's it's changing the the thing. But one one thing about um, Alien that I thought was really interesting, and it, uh, this is kind of tied to color, but uh, how like the the blues. Um, are so like apparent in throughout the whole film, but really like the um, hecticness of the lighting is kind of like how that movie shifts. Like I don't, I don't know if it's, I, I didn't notice any significant color things outside of the yellow of the alien that like wraps its stuff around the your face. The face hugger, yeah, yeah. Because I thought that is like the evilest looking yellow in the history of cinema you know it's just oh, like yeah. that is like that is a <laughs> bad yeah you know that is a nuclear reactor yellow um no well even when the you. thing bursts out of the chest too it's initially yellow it's like it yellow yeah off yellow and then it turns to black like it's almost it's almost like it's like hey this thing is is going to grow up and be the worst thing ever um totally so so i guess that i guess that kind of does do like a character um uh arc in, yeah. in, a, in a way, like the, the the transition of the alien from this like innocent little yellow thing um, turning into this dark black, slimy, gross looking. And Ripley does uh, the opposite too, if you think about. Yeah. It. So, because how did what in what way? So when you first see Ripley, she's wearing the dark kind of. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's green, but dark gray yeah, sort kinda. of jacket. Yeah, she has got her sort of 
undershirts and is lined with white, but everything about her, she, she's wearing that gray kind of spacesuit. Yeah. But actually, when she gets into the ship and she jettisons off, she takes off her clothes and she's wearing the white, right? And then she gets into the white spacesuit. And so oh, her arc goes from this dark to white, where the alien goes from white to, to dark, dark. Yeah. and then they battle it out <laughs> at the end. Um, do, so, do you think that's... Uh, so what do, you, what do you think that represents as far as her character arc? Or, or what that... Like, what do you, what do you think... Um, the intention of of that is i think it's of to the, mirror the alien i th- really I'm, I'm sure there there's more to it but for me it's like she's the one who lives right she's the she's the badass person who has to fight the alien at the end so like for her to see that to see the two parallel each other the whole movie like that and then when you finally see them together to be so heavily contrasted in their color like that i think is is a you know, it's like the tried and true, like white versus black, yeah. e- good and evil, right? Uh, cliche good only. versus evil. Yeah, that's like the good yeah. is always the white, the evil is always the black, Definitely. and they clash. And that's kind of what's happening here. It just starts off in a more uh, more subtle way, yeah, because they keep her kind that's, of in darker tones. That's interesting because um, just to add to that, did, did you say it was like a dark blue that she was wearing before? No, she that- it's not a blue. It's, oh, it's, not it's like a gray. Yeah, because blue. Oh, it's like a gray. Because there, because I was, I did a really quick scrub through the whole movie again this morning, and there are people who have blue, um, specifically. So obviously, the whole thing is lit. Blue is a very the most prominent light. Right. Um, when you first see the ship, it's lit. It's flooded in space. It's lit by blue. Uh, when the alien, uh, when the text comes on the screen, it fades from a blue into the yeah. white. Um, and then obviously in the ship, when he's, when the camera's floating around the ship, there's a lot of the blue, the, there's a touch of like red and yellow with the little water bird things. Um, right. but even when you see the, uh, the pods for the first time and they're all waking up, the bottom is lit by this very kind of like subtle blue, even mm-hmm. though it's like white in there. But actually, um, the Android who you find out later is actually not working with the crew as much. He wears <laughs> mm-hmm. teal, like a very, very light blue. That's very subtle. It's like desaturated, but it's blue. <laughs> it's and true. then, um, the, huh. the black dude has a blue bandana oh, yeah. and then him and the other engineer guy, the other engineer wears a blue hat, but it's very, very dark. Like you can't really tell. Um, right. so it's a much more subtle thing. But what I realized was that for alien, Anything that's blue was like a sig- uh, sign of danger or like a foreshadowing of danger. Yeah, wow. So the, the android being in the uh, monochromatic tone of blue, he eventually becomes the danger. Yeah. But it's subtle. It's he's, it's lighter. <laughs> right. You don't know that. Yeah. Um, and then the the black dude, he's got the the bandana. I can't remember his name. I shouldn't just call him the black dude. But, um, he's got the blue bandana. He starts to kind of be the one to sort of. He's not danger necessarily, but he starts problems. Yeah. He's like, oh, I want the money. Oh, I want to. You know, what I mean, I don't like. I want this, and he kind of is him and the other guy, and the, the other guy, he wears the blue hat kind of, but he's he's in the background. He's yeah, yeah. he's sort of like, oh, I want these things, and I want to kind of stir things up, but I'm gonna not do it um as obviously right or i'm gonna go right. through the other guy to kind of stir it up because his bandana is very 
very middle of the road saturated blue. <laughs> but it's only oh, the bandana. Wow. He wears green and white otherwise. Yeah. So it's a subtle like he's sort of kind of like and he's the kind of the loudmouth guy where he's like, yeah. Why aren't you yeah. doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And and hey Ripley, you know, are we gonna get my share? And like all that <laughs> stuff, right? And and like and that that scene even takes place with with the the steam and stuff is like you know lit by a pulsating yeah. blue, yeah. That's so true. it kind of goes yeah. back and forth. So blue in this film is anything you see, and even the screens, all the the screens for navigation, or when um, the, the, she's talking to the scientist or the android, and you can see his panel, and yeah. you can see the blue screen that kind of has like what looks like the alien <laughs> thing on it or whatever. All the screens are blue, so anything like. There, the distress signal comes from blue. Right. You know, the alien right. lives in blue. Like all the blue is like anytime <laughs> it shows up, you know that there's going to be this trouble that exists, either now or in the future. So like the, it's really specific, which is why you can tell she's not wearing blue because she's not a problem. Yeah, she, she's the solution yeah. to the problem later. It's awesome, right? But blue is uh, just to add to you, to what you're saying. Keith, blue blue is the most prominent color in corporate America. So mm-hmm. uh, like company, like the prized color for, for suits, for company logos is like that dark blue, you mm-hmm. know, it's confident. It's, it's cool. It's collected. It's calm. It's masculine. Um, it's, it's Strong. masculine. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's thematically the blue kind of, kind of works in this film because it is kind it, I mean, it is about the, um, uh, it is about like a, a corporate a corporation picking the uh, the alien life form to to study and uh, profit off of and sell to the military, uh, take, taking that over its uh, crew members, you know, over over its um, you know non unionized mm-hmm. uh, I, I assume crew members. And there's also the the conflict between the um, you, you know the, between the contractors who own the ship and the the crew who. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they hired uh, they hired the the ship with the, these two contractors to like get them from A to B, um, and Ripley's kind of arc like as as she's going through the film she's constantly saying we shouldn't do this we shouldn't do that mm-hmm. no one's listening to her exactly um, and she's the one who kind of makes it out but it's interesting how blue is used um, maybe intentionally or not uh, in adjacent to this kind of corporate uh, color. Uh, when the yeah. whole film is like bathed in, like the whole premise of the movie is is about a corporation, uh, and without that, like you wouldn't have the same film. You know, it's kind of totally. it's kind of fascinating. I I don't know if that's intentional or not, but my English major, uh, you know, parts are ting are tingling. You well, know? I think it I think it was intentional. intentional. Yeah, because yeah. Ridley Scott, I mean, he did hundreds of commercials and like stuff like that before he was a like a director. You know what I mean? Like sure, a, like sure, a, sure. Hollywood director, so I think he's aware of like that corporate kind of color. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Who's honestly? Who's not, man? That yeah. blue is it's atrocious. Like whenever, whenever I go to a job and they're like, "Hey, can we get like a dark blue in here?" I'm just like, "Fuck you! <laughs> We're not putting a dark blue in here. You're gonna look <laughs> yeah, like yeah. everyone else. You got to differentiate." I mean, you can look at like company logos too, and so many incorporate blue. Yeah, (laughs) Walmart is like white and red. uh, I mean, what's the? It's either blue or red. Like, look at Saul Bass's designs, and like a lot of his incorporate blue or like a triadic color. Yeah. So that's one term we didn't talk about triadic colors. So it's like, you know, 
uh, yellow, red, blue, or colors Sup- that Superman. Yeah, exactly. Superman is yeah. the is the I think epitome of that color yeah. scheme and That's how true. they kind of complement and contrast at the same yeah. time. It's it's like a very yeah. It's that stark choice where you have the complement or you have the contrast, but then this one kind of mixes the two ideas basically. Would Spider Man be three? Do would you include the black for the webbing, or would it just be red and blue? Say that I again. So like Spider Man, I think there's white though. He does have some white too, right? Because of his eyes. Spider Man, like in any of the Spider Man suits. Yeah. Would they be the tri? What do you call it? Tri. Triadic. Triadic, because he's like he's predominantly blue and red, but I'd call it triadic. He has like the, you know, to distinguish. He's got the, the he's got the black yeah. outlines, and then he's got the white yeah. eyes. I'd call that a that's a okay. certainly yeah. a triadic color cool. choice. I would say it really depends on where he's at you know maybe his costume alone is is like that but also if you if you have other if he lives in a yellow world you know then that would be like you know you know what i mean like if the whole world is yellow then i'd say the whole thing is triadic like as a whole yeah like, definitely. that'd, be, that'd yeah. be really weird if like you had like this spider-man movie on this like yellow <laughs> sepia like tented movie that'd be bizarre that would be very interesting <laughs> Uh, but I'm looking um, at like I'm looking at brands logos right now, and oh, obviously yeah, red is there, but blue is because red is, is so loud. Red is yeah, very why, loud, and but yeah. blue but is definitely corporate the America, most dominant one. Healthcare, of of blue. Yep, health, everything is blue in healthcare. Yeah, um, telecom, technology, telecom, is all blue. All those like um, like business to business businesses mm-hmm. <laughs> all the <laughs> all the businesses that that are service seeing other businesses are like blue yeah you know but anything that's uh servicing people like their their target is is people is could, can be blue but isn't necessarily um true that's a good point it's usually red yeah. or maybe yellow some yeah. green I'm, there's a tie green is not very common as a logo design um but definitely like yellow or red I mean, even Chase has black lettering, and then their logo is blue. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? like black, blue, and white. That's like that's basically just blue. Yeah, <laughs> you know, basically. it's definitely um, like a monochromatic style. While while we're in this world, I want to list some things that are that are blue that are in our in our life. Sure. Right now, just like we did last time with the Reds. So we have jeans are blue. Blue jeans, yeah. Yeah, blue jeans. The sky. When it's not overcast. Uh, the ocean, also mm-hmm. blue. Uh, butterflies, they can be other colors, but there, there are <laughs> blue butterflies. Uh, suits, suits. Uh, the dark blue suit is a common uh, suit color, uh, especially for dudes. Uh, I, women, I guess, can wear blue, but you don't see it as often. They're normally wearing a different uh, color. Um, pajamas. Uh, are blue. This is just me naming clothes. <laughs> uh, sapphires are blue. Uh, fish. Um, products in general. Um, blueberries are blue. Um, and and an assortment of other kinds of berries. Uh, decorations are often blue. So like you have blue pots on your mantle and uh, you know or whatever the hell you decorate with. Blue paintings. Um, Do you like a lot of housing? water? A lot of what? like houses. Are a lot of houses painted. are blue. Either door, you know, front doors. Yeah, blue is a common because it's like such a. Just and then cars. I think yeah, a, a lot, lot of cars, cars will be. Yeah. A lot of cars are blue. 
Um, Mainly. It, you know, it's kind of associated with cleanliness. So you have bottled, all bottled water is blue, <laughs> you know, every single one. And, and uh, <laughs> some like vodkas and gins uh, use a blue bottle to, to show the like cleanliness. Isn't of there the, a vodka just called blue? Like BLU? I yeah. think so. I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. And colognes are blue. Um, well, because like also like stuff. we associate blue. Oh, no, blue cigarettes. The, the e-cig oh. is blue. Um, oh yeah, because it's clean. Because it's it's a hey, here's a clean. But cigarette. that's what they're trying to associate it with, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we also associate blue with like chill. So if you get a drink that's wrapped in blue, yeah. you'll be it's like you know I'm drinking a cold, right. calm drink. Like Coors, like Bud Light. Coors Light has the Blue Mountain Bud on Light it. Light for yeah. sure is a blue can. Yeah, a lot of tequila um, gets wrapped up in blue. Silver tequilas are blue. And one one thing that's really interesting about the history of blue with humans is um, blue was not a very common color at all. Uh, you know, way back in the uh, God, I'm not great with history, but uh, blue dyes uh, I think they came from Egypt, um, and people way back when just never saw the color blue. And there's there's um, Historians, some historians claim that uh, people didn't think the sky was blue at all because they their eyes weren't trained to see the, that blue. So the the sky was just like a white or gray at all times. Oh wow! Um, and they they talk about how um, the advent of of blue, like kind of being spread, like at like the dyes of blue um, to other people, kind of awaken this like other like slowly awaken this like other color for for people to see um which which is interesting because like when you're in school you learn like all of your colors but if you're not learning that blue is special um at all then i think you just think that it's closer to the purple or to the to the green or um or to like a gray uh and one person who did a uh a ted talk i think it was a ted talk on this uh tried this with a with a kid and didn't teach him uh what the color blue was at all and he asked him what yeah (laughs) and like as a at a young age he asked him what the color of the sky was and he just said gray wow but like is that because his eye doesn't see the blue is it because he's not trained to see the blue or is it because he doesn't know what blue is? So that's, he just says the next closest thing, which is gray. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like if so, you're not exposed to it, then how do you like, how, how do you your, see it? Yeah. Your brain can't. I'm not going to lie. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but blue <Seriously>. is, <laughs> the re- I think the reason why blue, like blue jeans and, and blue is such like a decorative color is, uh, throughout, like almost all of human history blue was not really a big uh it was a very rare color it was um well because blue is also exotic it it was was a hard color it was hard to get blue like yeah the methodology of getting that color was not an easy thing to do yeah blue and purple were like signs of like royalty and wealth yeah yeah Yeah, it is signs of wealth and but like the easiest colors to get green red because of blood you know mm-hmm. that that's it man and then you know yellow, yellow you know yellow, yellow flowers orange, but yeah. like blue flowers you know there's not a lot of blue flowers yeah at all yeah and it's just weird like culturally just how like different 
um, colors mean different things. Like we were talking about in the mood for love, you know, where yellow is actually kind of like a sensual, you know, love is or a death, right? I forget now. Yeah, in the mood for love, um, yellow is for death. Which here or no, yellow is love or something. So is this different than what we have here? Yeah, you know? I think yellow was uh, like like passion. That's it, passion. Like, yeah, wasn't it like lust forbidden or, passion or something? Yeah, 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 it was lust. That's what it was. Um, it was lust. Which you know here we don't associate yellow with that. We would just kind of associate it with just red. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it it can be that lust because in uh, the cook the thief, you know that brown is lust yeah also yeah. it's poop and lust <laughs> in, in the best kind of that's why i like this movie <laughs> we lust for shit because it's like hey poop is poop isn't so bad <laughs> poop is great it's a pro poop movie <laughs> it's a pro poop movie how can you hate this movie it's a great it's a great film for that alone um so um just because we're getting a little bit on for time just to kind of I guess unless you have one kind of last idea you want to wrap things up with, I I don't I don't think I I do. Um, I I, yeah I think I I covered everything I want to about blues. I mean I listed a bunch of clothing items that are blue. So what else do you need (laughs) in the podcast? You forgot (laughs) the blue deodorant. You know. Oh, what is is there blue deodorant? Yeah, you know the it normally comes in a red. It's not the type I wear, but it's the red. What's the famous brand of men's Old Spice? Old Spice. Axe? Oh, Old Spice, yeah. yeah. So it, it normally comes in like a red yeah. container. With, with a red like, cap. Yeah. yeah, with like some blue on the, the thing. Old Spice logo. But, but the actual deodorant, like itself, oh, if it's you blue. open it up, it's blue. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Uh, that's what I wear. So yeah, that's 100% well, true. Well, there's also the, the super obvious blue, de, was it Blue de Chanel commercials? Yeah. The yeah. By men's fragrancing. That, yeah. He did that one. And like the fragrancing is wrapped in blue. Yeah very masculine they yeah. always have very beautiful men yeah. you know in it definitely. acting is like yeah. that and they always wear blue and they're always lit by blue and they're swimming in blue and definitely it's yeah it's they're beating blue to death with that one but it's, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're working on that the strength the masculinity the power the calming the sexy you know type of thing it's like yeah. underworld <laughs> it's like go. underworld <laughs> yeah it's i mean because it is like this like calm color but it's yeah. also a confident color and yes. like that's what men uh prize pride themselves in is being mm-hmm. being able to bottle your emotions and pretend like you don't have them <laughs> and be confident about it yeah <laughs> but exactly. weird is, but it's also like what a lot of like women find attractive though too in men you know what yeah. i mean like Stabi- a yeah, lot stability. of women like find like men in dark blue suits like more attractive than just men and even just black suits like they like that dark that dark confident right. blue you know like i mean it's, it's, it's just, the it's same as like the woman in the red dress you know it, yeah it's like that loud like hey look at me mm-hmm. thing absolutely yeah so to kind of wrap up just some ideas, just to re- kind of reiterate what we talked about so blue used in um the blue usage in alien uh, generally impending danger or represents troublemakers, troublemaking. Um, it contrasts white, you know, which is generally like the serenity, the safety, being smart about things too, yeah. you know, kind of being the smart person and the, the survivor. Uh, and then in Cook, um, cognitive dissonance. So, you know, we mm-hmm. perceive blue as calming, but the very first thing you see is actually blue used for, uh, you know, <laughs> piss and shit yeah and for, for negativity <laughs> yeah. 
um, yeah. violence, obviously. Yeah, blues very heavily in violence. And, all the, and letting all the go of violence. calmness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's used as an opposite. You know, it's used as a way to for you for you to understand like what blue we usually associate blue with and he's like but no yeah i'm gonna ruin that for you <laughs> so the whole the yeah it's not it's subconscious but the whole time when you're watching the movie you're always kind of on a like a yeah. stilted level watching it because of that co- mm-hmm. initial cognitive dissonance i mean the most extreme acts of violence in the movie all happen under the gaze of the blue blue light so um I'm glad the cook. Ultimately, I'm glad we did the cook for blue, even though I was yeah. confused by it at first, um, because blue is so strong, even though it's so rare in the movie. Right. So. Uh, can I add one thing on top of that? The sure. um, the thief at the very beginning. I actually I watched the beginning again because I had the same issue as you, Keith. I was like, how am I going to talk about blue? But I remember blue being in the beginning and and throughout. Um, so I watched that beginning again, and the the thief says specifically to georgina he's like why are you wearing black yeah and she's like no it's a dark blue yeah. and it kind of suggests that he's not like attuned to color mm. uh which is also kind of tied to his um taste buds like his his ability to taste <laughs> oh yeah because he, he doesn't really like see he has a hard time seeing the color but he also has a hard time like and and because of that, he has a hard time understanding how Georgina is feeling, mm-hmm. like, throughout the film. And also, he just isn't really, like, sensitive in, with his eyes or with his mouth or, or with totally. his ears or with really <laughs> any really, of his he senses. He has no taste, like, in anything. Yeah. yeah, he has no taste in anything. <laughs> and he's having uh, people fuck around under him, yeah. you know, like, right. right under his nose. I mean, he lives right. in a monochromatic world, right? He lives in red. He yeah. lives in, and in fact, not even hues of red, just one yeah. saturated red. I, I think it's just, I think he lives in, I think he's in a black and white film, honestly, because, uh, mm-hmm. because he doesn't, he doesn't like know, like when he's in the bathroom that it's like, that it's like the place of purity when like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the other characters know. Totally. He know? comes in and to all the other it. characters yeah. sense it, but he's just like blind to the color of the film. Uh, which I now love this movie even more. Which is sort of a, a like that. a double play on monochrome, right? So you have the mon- yeah, like we yeah. said at the beginning, it was like you have monochrome in black and white. He's sort of living in his own black and white world, but he's also living in the the, the other version of monochrome, which is like just the red. Yeah. yeah, right, right. You can't see anything if all you can see is red and everything's red around you, right? You're just right. blind to what's going on. He, he's like a dog, and he has no arc, like. He maintains like the same. Yeah, he doesn't have the arc. entire movie. You know, I mean, it just you know until yeah. he dies, but that's you exactly know, like it's beyond his control. He, but he he just is spouting. He doesn't out. change. Yeah, I mean, just, you could even argue that Michael doesn't have an arc either. Yeah, the no. people who have a consistent yeah. color throughout the movie don't have an arc. Yeah, yeah, that was one thing interesting that ev- everyone who doesn't change dies they all in die. this film. Mm-hmm. Helen Mirren changes, you know, she, she turns into this like abiding wife to like this, Hey, I like to, she kills her husband at the end. You know, she <laughs> goes through a whole transformation. The chef goes through a transformation. Some of the bodyguards of the thief, mm-hmm. uh, go through a transformation and, and they're on the other side. I mean, even the, the beautiful, uh, beautifully voiced kid, the, <laughs> who's in all white, the, you know, the, the pure, the purity of the film he goes through a transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yep. know? Yep. Absolutely. 
yeah. the two the two people the two main people have consistent colors they end up dying and like you don't even you don't like michael and you don't like albert like you don't like either one of them it's like, true like michael he's just like he just seems kind of like this boring dude reading books and like he seems a little yeah. arrogant too he's kind of the definition of a fuck boy <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah he really is yeah he is kind of a fuck he boy. really is a fuck boy like <laughs> and i just like i i just was like really like like when he died i, I didn't care you know no, totally it's just like fuck you care yeah. in the sense like, that i don't want to have anyone die in the way that he dies but <laughs> right with so, God, ass, so messed but, up but no you're but you i know the only reason i whatever the only reason i cared is because uh helen mirren cared you know like i cared because of her yeah you know because like i was I think as an audience member, you're like with her throughout the whole film. Oh yeah, you know, and you want you want her to cheat, you know? Yeah, because yeah, Albert is so despicable. Like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've there's man, how often do you have a character in a movie that is so overtly despicable <laughs> with no redeeming qualities that you have to stick with for two hours? And then oh, you get the really satisfying God. ending, but like, damn, like, there's literally, he is literally a one-dimensional character. But and he's like the main focus of the whole movie. But I absolutely love that, though, because like, the movie's actually really funny, too. Like, oh, it is. It's, it's so hilarious. funny. Like, the guy yeah. is such a fucking clown. Like, he really is. He's just such, he's so, and he's so unaware of his, like, <laughs> bulbous, like, just, his just... The complete and utter disgusting nature, like which I kind of like him for it, you know? Yeah, well, like, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, really yeah, that he's able to write that character. Yeah, it seems like a really fun character to play. Like I bet he just had a blast on set because he he's pushing people around. He's he's being a jackass to everyone. Yeah, he, he's uh, and he's like fun. being told to do that. Yeah, like he's like yeah. carte blanche, be as much of a yeah. cunt bag as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah, like, the whole movie. <laughs> it's just it's just a complete asshole and i do like yeah. how like you said like his men like they kind of turn on him you know for the most part you know they, they at, at first they just do his bidding but as the movie progresses they definitely they kind of look at each other they look at him kind of disapprovingly like maybe not like they challenge him like yeah you yeah know, even which, the one guy literally is like yeah which know. is kind of cool um which also kind of gives the viewer a, 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 an idea of like how much he's just you know just how bad he is that these other bad yeah, guys he, him, you know because all the yeah all these yeah. like horrible people are <laughs> being offended by him <laughs> did you guys notice that the the guy that has like one of their main guys has like the big beard and the long hair mm. yeah. um cory is his name in the film he's mm. he's played by kieran hines who is in like a lot of movies that you guys like have seen like um oh yeah oh yeah, yeah i've seen this guy for and sure he but he's it was one of his first roles, which is pretty awesome. That's um, amazing. I'm trying to find. There's a film for sure where I've seen him in. He's in Silence, but you know Martin Scorsese at the very oh, beginning. Oh, I haven't seen that. He was he's, in Tomb that. Raider, Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Yeah, he he's the main. Munich. He's Caesar in uh, Rome, the HBO show. Oh, in oh. Bruges, he's in, in yeah, Bruges. In Bruges. Yeah, Munich. Um, I've some I've avoided all of those films. <laughs> oh my god! You've never seen I haven't seen any Jesus. I haven't Christ. seen any of those movies. You would like Imbruge a lot. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I, I hear it's a it's the good version of um, Boondock Saints. I hear. They're not uh, even the same I movie. wouldn't even consider it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Imbruge is way, 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 way better. 
you yeah, can't right. even compare. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's in like Bruges is definitely yeah. what's his. I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, uh, Mick something or something. It's like the that. guy who did uh, three billboards. Uh, yes, he did three billboards oh. and seven psychopaths. Yeah. Um, in oh, Bruges is his best one for sure. Forget his. Oh sure. Name now. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to watch that one. Um, he's in John Carter. This guy, this actor we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, John Carter. God, he's in so much. We watched that for the podcast. He's in so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, wow. uh, the other thing too, just to kind of wrap, really wrap this up, and then we do a quick roundtable. Is that a kind of going with the theme of shit? I mean, he's the one spewing shit all movie. Yeah. Out of his mouth, yeah. you know, just all yeah. sorts of what the. I wonder yeah. how much of that was improv too, know, of him just yeah. fucking just ranting and spewing shit out. Because it his does mouth. seem fairly natural. It does. Like that. It it's does hard it, to write that. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit. It probably it had, does. I bet it, you there were like beats or things, you know, you'd yeah. say, because obviously there were lines that would cue the plot, but I feel like a lot of it yeah. was filled in by him. What made yeah. his role better for me too, was I grew up with that actor as, you know, knowing him as Albus Dumbledore in you know, the Harry Potter movies. So to see does him, does he go on to play Dumbledore? That's fucking yeah, hilarious. It's like, so the first, the first two films, the first two, <laughs> that's the first, crazy. The first two films were Richard Harris, but he died. But then from the third film all the way through the other Harry Potter movies, he plays oh yeah Albus Dumbledore. And I saw this movie probably for the first time in like two thousand nine. So the Harry Potter films hadn't finished by then, but. When I had wow. known him primarily through, you know, from those movies. And so when I saw it for the first time, I was like, that's fucking awesome. It just made it better, you that's know, because it just made that. This that blows kid's, my mind. Yeah. You know, that he plays such a despicable <laughs> character in this movie, but yet he plays such a, a loved character right. in in oh, the man. Harry Potter movies. So that's it's, that's, it's great that's that he crazy. can do both, Dude. you know, so well. Those like uh, Brit- those British actors. You know who are the character? Uh, you know, like uh, is Gary Oldman British? He's in he Harry is. Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like that kind of training. It's like they uh, they just transform yeah. in front of your eyes, man. And it's like, how do they do that? Well, even you know, Kieran, it's crazy. Kieran Hines, the guy that we were just talking about, that was in John Carter. He's in Harry Potter too. Yeah, he's in. Who does some he of the play last... in Harry Potter? He's uh, oh god, let me see. Here. Is he one of, one of the he's a bad eaters? guy? He's, a, he's, he's one, one of the, the bad guys, I think. He, no, maybe he's not even a bad guy. He's uh, think oh, is he he's, minister? he's Aberforth. He's Aberforth. He's Dumbledore's brother, ironically. Oh, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> cool. All right, quick roundtable. Do it real fast. Let's do it. Um, start with. Let's Byron. do Keith first. Okay, start okay. with me. Start <laughs> with me. Because uh, I actually don't know the answer to this. <laughs> I think. I think uh, I think you like both of these movies. I oh, think, good. I think That's a good guess. I think uh, <laughs> I think the cook, the thief, is his wife, and her love. This was your first time watching it, so I think actually my first time watching both. So, oh, you hadn't uh, seen Alien? Uh, I tried to watch it one time and fell asleep about ten minutes in. Oh, <laughs> oh for some reason I that thought helps. you were a big Alien fan. I thought you were. I mean, a big I've always alien liked Alien in terms of like its lore. I've seen Prometheus and I've seen Covenant. Wow, I, I just I never. Oh, got you around hadn't to seen the originals. The original yeah. Well, that throws off my thing then. Um, yeah, I thought you were like a diehard Alien I th- fan. Same. That's Cause Gary it's like, Washington. Because it's like oh, I know, I know, Gary's I know he's really into it. But diehard. I thought because you're such a horror fan, I thought that maybe. No, I like the concept of this... Alien, and I named my yeah. cat after Ripley. So. 
See, yeah, yeah that's this the other is, thing. Your yeah, cat's named yeah. Ripley. And <laughs> yeah, and you hadn't seen Alien before. What the hell? Fucking this poser is, this over thro- here. This throws, me, this throws me off considerably. This it was like when I used to wear a fox backpack and never rode dirt bikes. Oh, I called a poser one time for that. God, I had I had skater shoes. What was the Billabong? I wore Billabong stuff, and everyone's like, "Hey, do you skate?" I'm like, "No, skating's lame." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking poser. God. I am anyway, um, right, it's fair. Fuck, that throws me, throws it off now, man. Um, God damn it! I don't know. Let, I'll let. <laughs> okay, I'll go. <laughs> even though you're not a diehard, even though you're a poser, I think I think you like Alien more. Um, I'm just really fucking good at like. It's apparently good. just having people believe shit that I've never even said. Because I, I never know, said that I was like a huge alien fan, but apparently... Well, but your cat's named Ripley. That's like, you just assume... <laughs> I just thought that... Because you're such a... Because you've seen Event Horizon and these other films that I you're just kind of You're such a sci-fi assume, guy. You're such a horror guy. Know, like, right? Yeah, I just... I, I guess I assumed that you had seen those. Um, the, to it, me, this is like the, the beginning... This is like the first... This is the beginning. Like, this is certainly like... This movie kicked of off a cliche of like sci-fi movies. Yeah, of, yeah. Like, you know, Event Horizon would not exist without this one for sure. For sure. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with Alien, um, because it's that blend of horror and sci-fi. I think you really like both these films, obviously, um, but I think Alien's just more your jam, and I, I think you can appreciate the the color, um, like stuff that that the cook the thief the white and like the craftsmanship of that movie um more because it's more unique uh than alien because we've been beaten over the head with everything that came after alien you know it's really <laughs> with, true, with all that yeah. stuff but I, I i do think um if if you sit down and watch these films again i think alien's going to be the one that you lo- like more and will appreciate watching more uh because I, I i think you like the performances and stuff of the cook the thief his wife and her lover but i i think that you gravitate towards uh the the story of alien as far as your personal taste and your filmmaking taste i don't think you would make a film like cook the thief and uh, his wife and her lover but i think you would be inspired by some of the bold choices of of the of the film so i i I do think that it is alien for sure are you twisting your headphone around your headset around Yes, I am. Is that nice? <laughs> that sound? Did you guys hear all that? Yes. I, my finger. Yeah. I just realized my finger was on Crazy. the microphone that I was talking oh. to you guys with. Um, I was just rubbing it. I think I'll agree. Guess. I think Alien. I think. Uh, I think because like I kind of like how you like Halloween. At the same time, though, I feel like this kind of was like Blood Simple too, where it was kind of like it was maybe a little underwhelming because. Yeah. Because. You've seen all the films that this one started, hundred percent. And this this one was the original, so I think you can I think you could like, I think you can appreciate the fact that this started it all, you know. Um, but I think you were still kind of like wanting more out of it, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but I think that if you were to like, I think you'd rather probably sit down. And watch Alien again before maybe 
I think you have to be in a particular mood to watch The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you like yeah. the movie, and I think you probably drew some cool ideas for your own films from it. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, that would be cool if we could play, what if we did have, like, a changing costume you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's the same like the costume, but that. yeah, it put, yeah. put it in a in a in a noir film. You know, like I could I could see you like trying to like take like elements of it and like and making it your own and putting it into your own films, which is really cool. But I don't picture you like <laughs> like going like you know, I'm gonna watch that movie again. You know, like yeah, like yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with Alien because it just like it just seems because you're such a science fiction fan, um, and you're such a genre fan that I feel like. It's, I mean, it's a genre because it's 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 just thriller horror film set in space. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. it just like kind of it just kind of screams Keith. Keith. Yeah. Well, apparently, it I does. need to like broaden it my totally taste in Keith. movies or something here because <laughs> like pretty much every single aspect of what you guys said was right. Cool. Like, I couldn't picture myself making that the Cook movie. But there's so much to pull from it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm definitely going to be there adding is, that to my, yeah. like, lookbook yeah. of, of stuff to reference. Yeah. And, like, the costuming, for sure, I thought that was a really unique choice that was very stylized and stuff. But I think I do like Alien more. I like them pretty evenly, actually. I really did like The Cook a lot. Cool, it was cool. A good, it's a good movie. Nice, good, good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're right, too, in the sense of, like, yeah, there's a there's an expectation built up for Alien um, that was... It didn't. I, my expectations weren't high, but yeah. there is that expectation built around it being yeah. the sort of like beginning of this. Yeah. Like it's like high art science fiction. You yeah, know? it's like, and it's this beginning of the crew trapped in space with a monster. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sunshine, Event Horizon, all that shit Wait, does that. And it's like, which brought us great films like The Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sucked. Yeah, I didn't waste my time with that one, so it's all good. Um, but but yeah, you're but yeah, I think Alien was cool, but it wasn't like I'd rather rewatch Event Horizon, uh, okay. well, mainly because Event Horizon's way mm. more intense. Yeah, yeah, like way more horrific with what they go for, and even Sunshine's is super is a good kind of take on that. But uh, no, I liked Alien quite a mm. bit, um, and I did a, I I watched it and then did a full scrub through the whole movie again this morning, cool. just like cool, like ten second increments. So yeah. I almost watched it like twice. Yeah. That's I'd probably cool. watch Did you Alien. watch the Alien, like, sh- stomach scene again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> That's why I that stopped on so that great. one specifically. Just, uh, that yeah. scene's awesome, dude. That scene, yeah. the production history of that scene is really fascinating. So. Yeah, it is. And just to yeah. hear about how they pulled off getting that alien, like, how they did it and stuff is yeah. interesting. So, uh, Geiger, man, he's a fucking god. Yeah, he was. He is. Um, and then how they made the eggs with all this, you know, they used a lot of animal innards for that movie to make yeah. stuff happen. That's cool. But, yeah, yeah I'd probably rewatch Alien over The Cook, but I... I kind of want to rewatch the cook. Yeah, I don't know. Fairly soon. Sweet. It was just, uh, you know, I'm not. The storyline is not something I'm usually into, but the stylistic yeah. take on everything is really interesting. So. What's cool about it is yeah. you can watch it and just focus on camera movement. One know, watch, yeah. and then there's you can just focus on costumes the next time, and then the next time just production design, mm-hmm. and then the next time just the performances, and then the next yeah. time just the music because the music and how that's structured. And then, you know, just there's Michael so Nyman many. Yeah. Did the music? There's yeah. So many different layers to the film. I have a, a huge suspicion, too, that Wes Anderson, that's one of his favorite movies. Oh, wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Because just stylistically, it's so him, but he realized that if you wrap up the intensity yeah. in whimsy, it's a lot easier for people to kind of to swallow digest, it and, and yeah. watch right. your stuff. Pun but intended. I, I, 
Yeah, right. Yeah, but like definitely he, he does like it with, he right. he loves that movie. I I have to I no doubt I in my mind they, that yeah, he watched surprised. that movie. Well, because it, it's so mine. symmetrical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And all, but one thing that Wes Anderson does is he he does the ensemble thing. You know, because mm-hmm. G- Greenaway, as far as from what I my limited knowledge of him and research doing this podcast, uh, he's a big fan of the small amount of characters. You know, he likes right. having the that stuff, but. Uh, Wes Henderson's kind of the opposite of that. And it's kind of interesting how the, they mirror each other and, and contrast in the yeah. same vein. I mean, he found the artist that, that opened up his eyes and then realized, like, you kind of do that, right? Where you see, like, you see the art and you're like, holy shit, my mind got blown. And then you're like, now I can take that and make, and there's like and my voice. Stuff. You almost yeah. recognize your own yeah. voice. Yeah. You, rec- like you almost there. see yourself in it. Yeah. yeah you're exactly. like, holy yeah, so. shit, this is what I've liked in all these other movies. I just haven't quite put a finger on it until now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he came out and said the... that he never saw that movie, I would Be probably surprised. just yeah. like, fall over my Call chair. Call bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the director of Hereditary said that this movie, without this movie, Hereditary wouldn't have existed. Mm. Oh, nice. Is that wow. crazy? That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I, Alien. I'd not by like a, some gigantic yeah, margin, yeah. margin, but uh, Alien for sure is cool. Um, you I can't betray just, your cat. Yeah, can't betray the <laughs> <Yeah>. cat. <laughs> You'd have to rename we, your cat did, to, to Spica. <laughs> well, so the cat's name, Spica, God. It's actually a pretty good cat name. I'm not well, because yeah. the cat's original name from the shelter was Berkeley. Oh. And we were like, well, what's like a strong female name? Well, when you start to think about it, like yeah. Ellen Ripley is one of those kind of like... Yeah top echelon of strong female characters yeah. so are like oh we'll go it with is, Ripley yeah. but she's also like a purely black cat so it kind yeah, of fits the fits. whole like alien yeah. xenomorph black nice. thing too and yeah, she's cool. big it's like weird you could have called she started her off Zena. really small we got her she was like <laughs> no, tiny no Xena no not Georgina oh. <laughs> Zena. like xenomorph but also Xena you know warrior yeah. warrior princess yeah <laughs> but she started off small and actually is like a really big cat now so like kind of fits that weird. <laughs> yeah, like, that's awesome. That is interesting. Does she have a mouth inside of her mouth? <laughs> Sometimes it seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's roll around to Jacob. Um, spent so much time on me. Uh, let's. I don't know. I'm gonna go with the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. I think so too. Yeah, I think Jacob likes movies that surprise him. I feel like Old Boy was one of those movies where like. It was like, oh damn! Like, I really actually dug this. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe coming in into it, it's like, yeah, I hadn't heard of this movie, whatever. You know what I mean? But there's been a, a numerous times where we've played stuff, you know, where you're like, this is actually one of my top, you right. know, favorite films of all time now. Because you know, right. I think that happened with a couple films. So I think maybe this isn't one of your top favorite films, but I, but I know that when you look at your tastes in movies, there, there is such a variety and I don't think you've seen a film like this before. And I think you appreciate it when you find something completely original and Peter Greenaway is a completely original artist. <laughs> so I yeah. think you, you couldn't help yourself, but think about how it, like just original he was. So I think you liked it better. I think you liked aliens and I think you're, I think you find Ridley Scott like a competent director and kind of a visionary in his own right because he did this before, you know, even Blade Runner. Um, and he's, you know, it's his, his second movie <laughs> ever. And he kind of started a whole thing, you know. So I think you appreciate that. But I think I think you liked The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. I think it just 
surprised you and yeah you know more there's something that screams jacob about that like that movie just like screams jacob <laughs> um and it's like it's, it's very it's like a literary movie <laughs> yeah it's the poop yeah. uh it's a literary movie so like coming from that side of things there's a lot to lot to you know pull from that movie the whole time you watch it and yeah. there's just i think there's just aspects of the film that you like in in movies and then just that it is so different like alien is pretty um what do you call it standard i guess and how it's kind of shot and kind of kind of what it is it, it pulls from a very hollywood standard whereas like mm-hmm. the cook you know said fuck it to all that yeah. and and just yeah it's just so different um plus i think that story is I don't know. Every time you bring up, up movies, that story or aspects of that story tend to appear in a lot of movies that you like. So having the sort of like, you know, the the lovers and then the tyrant and, and stuff <laughs> like that, having like these yeah. types of characters interact, whereas like Alien is sort of a you know pretty straight and narrow, claustrophobic you know kind of horror thriller. Right. It is kind of cool that we have like two strong kind of you know female led movies too you know films here the talking yeah. about yeah. blue those, it's like amazing how much like more interesting those movies can be too yeah that's yeah that's actually fascinating because of how masculine blue is yeah yeah is that what you're saying that that is actually really fascinating oh, yeah, that was kind of an accident actually that was not considered <laughs> as part of the criteria yeah, yeah. um but yeah i, mean, I, think, must... I think it's the cook yeah you guys are you guys are both right by a significant amount i definitely i appreciate ridley scott and actually i've because of his more recent films, I'm surprised, like, going back and watching his older films, like Thelma and Louise and all that stuff, how how much it, it feels like he's, like, do, he's, like, paving the way for strong female characters, but not fake strong female characters, you know? Like, like Starfire from Lego Movie is a fake strong... Like, she just is <laughs> physically strong. But she's a... She's not a strong character. Right. Um, she's actually a very, very weak character uh, because here's this... Guy, you know white chris pratt type who uh comes and does everything for her even though he's worse at everything um but but ridley scott like he's just paving the way yeah. for all these female characters and G- I, I think yeah. that's really cool he, like yeah. he did gi jane and gi jane yeah. you know Thelma and louise too yeah. like that that was a great great movie um but cook the thief man just doesn't even compare to alien for me like at all you guys are totally i kind of right. got that feeling I, yeah i love the the boldness of the choices um that he made i loved pausing and being like wait that wasn't the dress she was wearing but the movie is pretending like it is and mm-hmm. i rewound and was like holy shit and i rewound all the way and started watching from the beginning again because it was like <laughs> jesus He's so but, fucking slick about that. Yeah. Like, so slick. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, that draws attention to it at yeah. all, and it just happens. And, and you probably, most people probably watch it and didn't even notice. Yeah. And there's even, yeah, that even might the, be true. her cigarette color changes. Like, her fucking yeah, cigarette. Yeah, cigarettes change. It's like, it's holy crazy. shit. Yeah. Dude, uh, like, what something happens to me when I'm watching a movie, and it's about, like, 10 to 20 minutes in, and I realize it's my favorite movie. Like, that's when I decide if the movie is good <laughs> or not. Like, I'm not even kidding. So, like, 10, 10 to maybe 5 to 20 minutes in, I realized that, like, I texted Tiffany. I was like, this movie is amazing. 
like you need to watch this and because i i only watched like the beginning and i knew that like how it sets up it was like this is going to be such an incredible <laughs> journey but how i separate uh movies from ones that i like versus ones that i that i um that are the best movies for me is how it ends so like you have this beginning part and then the journey's great like you, you want the journey but how the cook the thief and the wife the the fucking i can't even say it out loud how it ends is so perfect it's fucking like it's, it's great ending it's the perfect ending it's perfect for every single character even how they're like walking to the beat of the music at the end towards like his doom it's like the movie is collapsing in on him um it like this is a movie that like totally woke me up in the same way that i'm sure like that has happened to other people like this it it, it just turned me on and like um in in ways i can't even explain um and it it made me dive deep uh <laughs> dive deep deep dive into uh greenaway and look at his other projects and i i really want to just go watch all of his films as soon as possible and the the, the one that is the uh that seems really fascinating is like this four film like series about uh like it's just like an autobiography about this fake guy and it's a it's a multimedia thing and it 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 has it has like 12 books four films a tv series and they're all like tied together i i cannot remember what it's called do you, do the you remember tulsa looper suitcases that stuff, yeah. And there's like 16 or 12 suitcases. And yes. in each one, there's like different stuff. And I really want to go through that and see. I'm just fascinated by this guy. And he's on the spectrum. Like, this guy's cool as shit, dude. This, we got to watch more of his stuff. I feel like Greenaway yeah. is, is the way you feel about him is how I felt about good old Terry Malick. Just like, mm. you watch his oh, shit yeah. and it was just like damn i gotta go and watch like everything that you do now because it just yeah it's opened up that door actually no it just kicked in the door <laughs> yeah this, this definitely like slammed the door in my face and i was like holy <laughs> shit <laughs> what is what i've been missing this is it's, what i've been missing so i want to just cool. go do it it's cool too because like peter Greenway, i mean he's worked with big actors like and all sorts of different projects but you don't hear about his projects but exactly. He, get, he gets yeah. like he works with Dumbledore. He gets like yeah. Ray Fiennes and um, yeah. a whole bunch of crazy. You know, Martin Freeman. You know, is in yeah a movie of his. You know, and all sorts of different uh, actors. So it's kind of cool. He kind of reminds me of Guy Madden. Um, you know, Guy Madden's a Canadian avant-garde filmmaker who gets you know big names in his movies. You know, just because in that niche, you know, he's. Right he's the shit you know <laughs> yeah I, I i'm pretty sure i think the cook the thief is the most mainstream of the green away oh by far films. yeah um and i'm really curious to see i i, I couldn't really figure out why that is maybe just because of the stars that are in it um but i don't know if they were necessarily stars at the time was helen mirin a star at, at that time or? yeah she was big yeah she was big yeah, yeah that's why yeah um but i'm curious to see what his other projects are because it seems like he does a lot with a little like these movies look more expensive than they probably were yeah like you know what i mean i i there's a movie called uh that he did called um the baby of macon and it has like probably the most longest like the longest rape sequence ever in a movie like longer than irreversible but it's like a gang rape 
it's just like crazy but it's like wow. set in this one like, one huge like um stage it's like very stagey but it's oh. stagey in the same way as the cook the thief you know like and it's hard to yeah, describe because it's like you, a play yeah but the costumes yeah. make it look so fucking expensive you're just like holy shit like how 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 much did this movie cost and there's like that's funny. hundreds and hundreds of actors you should check out the trailer if there is a trailer i think there's a trailer for it i'm just gonna watch all of his films i'm not yeah. even gonna bother dude with the baby of making man it's crazy and ray fines is in it and the one chick she's in um i know you've seen her and stuff her name is escaping me at the moment but she's in like curious case of benjamin button and julia ormond yeah julia ormond is in it mm. um mm. she's in inland empire as well but yeah it's uh it's a crazy movie. Yeah. And then checking the, it out. A Z and two knots is pretty good too. It's weird though. But yeah. there's some really cool like decaying sequences and shit in it. <laughs> Dude, I'm just I'm just gonna go like full deep dive. And if we do it for the pod, I can wait. But I I have to. <laughs> like you know it. what I mean? Yeah, like I it. have to do it. Um and I'm really excited. Uh yeah. would you say this if we were to do the uh, best of 2018 for you would this have made it high up on your list yeah this I mean this I think I think it would have uh, been f- number one on my list for oh wow of. right wow. on yeah. right yeah. on yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm so glad alright let's rock Byron real quick and uh, so we can get on to the pitches because we're going late <laughs> yeah. time um, this is a hard one actually I this wanna, is the I, toughest I kind of want to lean on the cook okay because it is so it, for you, Blade Runner is the better Ridley Scott movie. Sci-fi, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I've almost never heard you talk about Alien. Okay. Not to say that yeah, you're yeah, interested yeah. in yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. like the Cook, <laughs> I've heard you talk about the Cook before. Yeah. And it definitely is more along your lines of the stylized Great. like filmmaking that you aspire to. So. It definitely, it just, it's that inkling feeling. Yeah. Like I have with Jacob. Like I had that feeling that Jacob really liked that movie. And that's the yeah. same thing I have about The Favorite. I feel like Jacob's going to love The Favorite a lot um, when you go see it. And I get that same feeling here where like the cook is like, it's just that it's a very classical story. Yeah. It's got spurts of pretty, I mean, if you really break it down, pretty insane violence. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. You know, he eats a human's dick at the end. Cannibal. Got some cannibal in there. Uh, it's got the shit, God, obviously. You know, it's got I'm some sorry to interrupt. for you. But the, the best part about him eating the dick at the end is his reaction. It makes it seem like he doesn't actually, like, it tastes like every other food. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He doesn't even look like he tastes, like, it tastes like he's eating a human. Like, it looks like he can't even tell the difference. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So well done. So well done. Uh, and then also the way it's shot, yeah. for sure. And the, the, you're, you're very strong with colors, so having each color be so distinctive, yeah. so strong. And then, obviously, the, the cinematography of it is Sweet. pretty compelling. So, The Cook. Yeah. I'm sure you I, like I think Alien, if, but it's probably like a three-star thing. I, I think anyway, in sorry, any other any any other film outside of The Cook, maybe even another Greenaway film or something. I think you'd I think you'd pick Alien because I, I think it's you know it's Ridley Scott. He's in his he's in his heyday. Yeah, Blade Runner is is more of your cup of tea, but Alien is still great. Um, and I, I think if 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 we're looking at um, another kind of art film, I think that you would pick it 
pick Alien over over that, even if it made bold choices. But I think the the cook uh, did did speak to you in in the same way that that Keith is is talking about here. You know, with the with the lighting, with the um, and 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 all that stuff. But also like on just a enjoyment level, I think you genuinely enjoyed seeing uh, Dumbledore fly around and and you know throw plates in people's faces i think you you generally enjoyed that and yeah there's violence and poop and stuff oh yeah the poop i think that also did it for you but uh but i I think you enjoyed watching the the character and when we say he's one-dimensional it's definitely a compliment you know to to the film yeah um versus an alien a one-dimensional character is definitely not a compliment you know what i mean because it's it's totally living in a different space i think you like the space that the cook the thief his wife and her lover is more. I think you like that world more than you do like Alien, uh, but like in the kind of art, art house kind of zone. Um, but I think just the cook, the wife, and his lover. I think that one just stands out uh, for you. Um, even though you like other Greenway films more, I think as a filmmaker, Greenway is is better than Ridley Scott in in your uh, as, as far as the art goes. Except for Blade Runner. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, cool, cool. Uh, that is, that is uh, uh, if you take out the cinematography aspect of it, because Ridley Scott just, he has this great, um, you know, kind of use of lighting and stuff. But it's different. It's different. It's dark and, and stuff. So I'm going, I'm going, I'm also going with the cook. And I might be projecting. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really tough. It's kind of like Keith, where one just barely kind of inches out over the other. Because really? they're that close. They're pretty close. Um, because what I like, what I really like about the cook, thief, his wife, and her lover is like, like you, what you guys said, you know, because it's like more arty, and it, I don't like to consider myself more arty. It's just I like films that are more that take, unique. They take more unique chances that aren't just they're, as mainstream, you know, they're bold. like they're yeah, bold. Um, yeah, and I like that. Um, but what I really like about Alien is that like. One, it's it was the first of its kind, really. But also, like, what I like about Ridley Scott is his sense of spectacle. You know, he's mm-hmm. yeah. he does spectacle in a way that's like, I mean, without Ridley Scott, the Hollywood movie wouldn't be a Hollywood movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he really he really was one of the pioneers of what people look at as a Hollywood movie now, which yeah. is kind of weird because he's he's more than that. But people, he's been such an influence that Hollywood, any Hollywood filmmaker, you know, Ron Howard, you know, all these Mm -hmm. guys, they've all stolen shit from Ridley Scott. Um, But Ridley Scott wasn't making Alien as a blockbuster. He was making it for an efficient film that he thought was going to be fucking dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a visionary. He, He cares more about the vision than, than like... You know what I mean? He's known for his yeah. his his images. So that's why I really like Alien because it's like the images in itself are so powerful and strong. They've just been replicated and copied so many times now that it, they've lost it, their power. So I really like, right. but I, I saw Alien in middle school on TV and it was like a censored version. But I remember thinking that it was like, just like, wow. You know, like I felt like I was in space. It was the first movie where I felt like I was like, because right. it seemed real. So I really like that part of it, um, um, but I want to say the cook 
is I like it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's just like overall, it just it takes everything that I that I like to digest in movies, and it just kind of puts it all out there. <laughs> pun pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's just yeah. But what I really I'm a huge H.R. Geiger fan. Like I love all of his art. Like so good. so it's tough for me because like Alien like xenomorph and just the way that world is like geiger is such a huge influence on just like how i think about art like hmm. j just in general you know um uh but then i'm a huge fan of like francis bacon you know as an artist that you could tell is heavily inspired by or peter greenaway is heavily inspired by francis bacon and also i'm a huge fan of uh, jean paul gautier who did the costumes um, mm, mm. he's a, he's a high end fashion designer and he did the costumes for the cook, the thief, his wife and her lover. So wow. there's all these elements of both of these movies that I like so much that are huge, like personal inspirations of mine that it, that they actually, that's what makes them closer to me because they're too, they're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause yeah. But I think just overall, this is really like choosing one of your kids. For, for both of you. <laughs> kind like of, kind of. I mean, the these, I'm not as close to these movies as I am, you know, say, like, Possession and um, right. Blade Runner, you know, but, like, but they are, like, films that I, I cannot help but, like, cherish, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there are ones, and, too, and that I, yeah, especially The Cook, but, just because it's like, it's like, I want people to see it, but at the same time, I want to keep it to myself. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> It's it's funny because these two films live in two different worlds, right. you know. So if we were comparing like a James Cameron film to Alien, I I feel like it'd be easier to be like I like this over this because they're so similar. Or just but compare comparing... Alien to Aliens. I yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of a James Cameron film to say a lot, but yeah, Alien <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, <laughs> but but, uh, but since you know, it, it feels like these these two films are just they're just too different to compare yeah yeah and they're like the best of of their uh they are comparable in the yeah. worlds that they are in yeah. so i'm a big sci-fi fan too i love event horizon i love obviously blade runner I, I loved valerian you know like i love those all those type of movies yeah, so I've, it's I've hard to yeah. it's hard to combine or to say you know the sci-fi film is better than this thing that's kind of like set in the 80s but it has it looks kind of renaissance-y you know <laughs> totally like, yeah very yeah. different <laughs> very different but very interesting wow. comparison which yeah. is i do like that's why i do like our um sort of structure we have for this show is like yeah. two movies because like a lot of time a lot, we, we were going through a phase where i think the movies we picked were pretty similar right um right. but there's times where we pick movies that are for that fit under a topic that have nothing to do with each other yeah. and it's really yeah. interesting I mean, to compare you could the two. like make a movie where the characters dress kind of like how they do in the cook you know but set in space <laughs> set in the alien world but like you know what i mean but, like you could though with like maybe like a high-end like space you know craft yeah. where it's all, like all, every like the red sequence in star wars last jedi you know like that red right. you know like sci-fi yeah. kind of look the throne room. they're roaming yeah. they're walking around in that kind of high-end fashion look you, in you the could casino. totally do it yeah you're talking you know? about the casino no, no no the red room the, the casino is cool too but the red room in um the throne room the throne room yeah yeah in yeah. last jedi yeah. yeah got it cool all right so the cook 
Alien the cook. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> the cook takes the cake. <laughs> the cook takes the cake. Oh, God. He even baked the cake. Oh, Thank my you. God. Um, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, if you have any uh, questions or opinions, go ahead and shoot us an email at btbfilmspodcast.gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, please rate it um, and review. It doesn't take too much time. helps us out a ton. Um, you can also follow us on Letterboxd, Jacob Foltz, Byron Gouet, and Hyperion Creator for me. Uh, also check out Jacob... Oh, sorry, that's not what I meant to say at all. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> episode 2 is coming out in mid-January, oh, so look nice. for that. Okay, look for that one. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot to pull up what our next set of films is going to be, so... Bear with me while I do that real quick. Do you remember? Either of you remember? Is it my, is it my birthday once? Oh, it might be. Actually. Oh, it is. Yeah, because of the way this, because I still have yeah, I still have the happy hour oh. release things. The release actually, sequence of stuff got fucked. We're doing our top ten next week. Um, oh, we for are the listeners. Huh? So oh, when we talked about hey, would this have made your <laughs> top ten? Oh, you guys had God, no idea what dude. we were even talking about. But um, uh, just know that my first pick would have been. <laughs> The cook. Or Even actually, though no, my wait, other first no, pick no, is no, 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 because I could still. You could still. Anyway, let's. We'll talk about. We'll talk about. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It'll all work out. We thought this through. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, yeah, the next one. Yeah, it'll be Byron's birthday picks because your birthday's right at the beginning of January. Um, so what did we settle on? It was solo. And... Solo. And. Uh... Fuck. Uh, You're supposed to remember this, man. God, what the hell? Um, it was another... Oh, uh, uh, The Great Beauty. The oh, Great Beauty. yeah, that's yeah. right. The, the Italian one. Yeah. I can't... Are these I, both Italian? I honestly can't Solo, wait. Uh, Solo, Solo Italian? is Italian. They are. Italian. They, are they, are, they are both Italian. Oh, they're both Italian. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, is Gouillet Italian? It's I thought not, that was French. It's not. It's French, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, um, Unfortunately, we'll, yeah. Smelly French. We'll be having a guest eventually here soon. Followed by Jacob's birthday stuff. And then we're going to jump into Lanthimos, which I'm super stoked for. I'm excited. Sweet. I'm excited about that, too. Uh, Super stoked for. I'm excited for my birthday, too. I I decided we've been doing all these kind of, you know, really well-received movies. And I'm like, here, we're going to go into some some comedies, some goofball comedies. It's going to be some Phil Phil Lord and Chris Miller. No, we're doing uh, MacGruber, uh, which I've been wanting to watch. Um, and trolls yeah, too. Yeah, just just some troll two. Yeah, troll two. Oh, okay. So we're, we're having uh, some fun. With I those. was expecting like trolls two with like cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas, cause, man. Because it's Phil Lord. I think we'll do cloudy with a chance of meatballs two, and how to train oh, God, your dragon two. Yeah, I might be. I sick haven't seen those, so I might have to. I might have to watch those anyway. I might be sick. I might be sick during that time. I uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be Just taking get my really sick leave. stoned and watch them. <laughs> Troll Two really might be really good okay. stoned, but I think you guys will like MacGruber because it is so goofy and it's one of these kind of hidden gems of of comedy that's come out in the past couple of years. For so, sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. So yeah, we're gonna be doing eventually one of the next set of movies will be Solo and The Great Beauty. Very, 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 very different movies. Um, very heavy warning on Solo. It is considered. Um, kind of the top of extreme cinema. So, 
be wary of that. Um, and yeah, stick around after the break for the pitches. This is the Backpack Pitch Fest, where we each have 30 seconds to pitch a plot to a movie based on this week's topic, and we vote on who's is best. This week, our plots uh, must prominently feature the color blue, since our discussion was uh, surrounding said color. I believe Byron went first last time, or something. I, I don't know anymore. that's right. Well, yeah. we're going to start a new circle, and I'm going to go first, so there's the, <laughs> the stopwatch. <laughs> Uh, my title is The Pale Blue Dot. The play, the Wait, The Pale Blue... Dot. Dot. Okay, yeah. nice. Cool, cool, cool. Which should be... I think that's Sagan's... There's that... that pic, or that. Someone took the picture, and then Sagan wrote that thing. It's like, that's us. That's there. That's the, us on the, Earth or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. I think it was taken with, like, one of the spacecraft or something. But anyway, The Pale Blue Dot. Sweet. supposed to be kind of a play off that. Okay, cool. <sighs> Are you ready? Uh, I think so. And... On a distant planet, a sun burns so hot that it casts a blue light over everything. The color has caused humans to evolve in a much more civilized manner, and much of their technology is far more advanced than ours. So when the scientists observe the development of a new solar flare on the sun, they realize that it will cause an acceleration of the decay of an already volatile sun and the end of their world. While the government develops a mode of transportation to get off the planet, the people are left to contemplate the end of the world. Dude. Solid, dude. Fucking That's solid. Cool. <laughs> Cool. It's like right. the sacrifice and sunshine combined. Yeah. It's a mix, yeah. yeah. And I kind of, yeah. But it immediately evokes an I- I- images. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that is glued in my mind forever now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, follow that one up, Jacob. What do you got? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh! Gladly. Gladly. Uh, what's your title? <laughs> Mine is called The Beast and the Gangster. Beast and the Gangster. All right. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yes. And go. A gangster with a Tommy gun searches for a black shadow wolfhound from hell in order to find a missing little girl in a yellow dress. In a blue-colored alternate reality, the gangster is at the yellow-dressed girl's funeral, funeral, and we learn that this happens to be his daughter, who he accidentally ran over with his car. This is a character study about loss of a child clashed with a genre piece. Hmm. Nice. It's an interesting combination there. Yeah, blue and yellow. I like that. It'd be a fun little mixture. But also just like kind of like that fairy tale kind of aspect mixed mm-hmm. with like something that's super grounded in like a reality of like like personal shit, you know, person like human. Yeah, definitely uh, interesting. And we both yeah. went for like the blue world. Yeah, like this a, is, like you yeah. know what I mean, as yeah. opposed to like an accented blue. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, you said the the beast and the gangster. Beast and the gangster. Beast and the gangster. All right, uh, Byron, what's your title? Uh, the sapphire sword. Sapphire Sword. All right. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. 
and go. A young woman from the city of Velentel named Electra is on a quest to retrieve the lost sword of Derekalese, a sword whose blue glow strikes fear into the hearts of any who oppose the one who wields it. She crosses the midnight wastelands of frozen tundra and blue ice where an army of skeletons, goblins, and trolls roam to hunt and kill. When she arrives at the red castle of Recklog, where the blue sword lies, she comes face to face with an ancient but powerful magi whose intentions are for the sword as well. Dude. All right. Holy shit. Dude. I think we all like put These our are all A good. games here. We all came, oh my we all came in way under time, too. And they're all so different. Shit, oh man. my god, this is going to be so hard. Because then I'm the first to pick. Oh, this they're is all so, so tough. different. That's what's cool about these color ones because. It totally paints I think, the picture. I think the red one was cool, too, because we all, if I remember right, brought some really cool ideas to the red pitch. You know? I don't remember what I did for the red. I pitch. don't either, but <laughs> I think I just remember. You did being the like, period blood one. I remember that one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the years one because it was like that is disgusting. You win. <laughs> uh, how far? How long ago did we do that one? It wasn't that long ago, was it? I don't think it was that long ago. I, I thought maybe like 10, 20 episodes ago. Oh, red and uh, what was the other one that we did with that one? Um. In the mood for love. Oh, that was a love. red one. Oh, so was that was like right before summer, or was that during the summer? Yeah, it was. I think August. Keith's pitch for August. that was really pretty good. I think. Yeah, I when think the river was... runs red with blood was my pitch. Yeah. It was a yeah, oh, yeah. It was like a murder mystery. Anyway. Oh, actually, mine mine was uh, about the sun turning red it, for mine. Oh yeah, because oh, there's perpetual God. wildfires. <laughs> That's really funny. That's hilarious. I, I, I liked all that. those. Yeah, uh, mine was yeah, those that they were each. There are people who are dressed differently. So, like, if you were a gray or you were red, yeah, and stuff. And oh, yeah. Anyway, that. oh, actually, uh, I think back I, to mine this. Won that, actually, um, I'm trying to think. It might have. I think you I might think have it was one mine. There. Yeah, I think yeah. your period blood was a different one. One. Yeah. Let me... Anyway. So, um, anyways, what do you got, Keith? I think I'm gonna go with Jacobs because it's so different. Woo. Uh, there's I, I Byron's is. So so, I mean, it's that it's that adventure film. It is. Yeah. It Which is, is not yeah. bad necessarily, but it's just not. It's not, not your cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do, and I, I think it, I think there'd be a lot of cool blues and stuff. But I don't think blue oh, yeah. is special in that either. Oh, okay. I mean, the sapphire sword, but like. Well, the midnight wastelands and the blue frozen. Yeah, ice. I, I was thinking about that. The blue, <laughs> the blue frozen stuff. You know. Hey, he already picked. You can't defend yourself. <laughs> I know. But but I that didn't that really <laughs> hook me. I think Jacobs was was pretty different. Cool, so cool. I'll, I'll give him that one. Sweet. Um, what, um, what do you think? This is hard. This is hard because this is like this is. Hey, pick um pick something that would be great to watch, uh, with. A bunch of people or pick something that might be very personal to me and have a you know and you could have a deep connection with it um oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i know right oh, shit, shit is fucking hard man it's so hard but uh, god this might be a cheat but uh just to make it interesting I'm going to go with Keith's. Sorry, Byron. Uh, <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. And, uh, like, I love both of them. I love the adventure film. You know, it's almost it's swashbuckly. You know, it's kind of like Narnia kind of a little bit. Yeah. It's um, it's kind of like uh, The Huntsman, you know, Snow White and The yeah, Huntsman. Yeah. It has that feel, but I think it would be a better version of, of that. You know, it would be, like, a good quality. Um, kind of Lord of the Ringsy, <laughs> you know, with the blue yeah, sword, yeah. you know. Definitely. Fire and Rings, Dice. Yeah. Fire and ice, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. You can totally <laughs> feel it. 
Yeah, which is cool as all hell. Um, and then Keith, yours is like, hey, it, it's just it's cool. <laughs> it's just cool. Hey, you just, you, it's just like, hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I heard. Keith's uh, just all like, I said. hey. Yeah. yeah, so he gets the vote just for the hey. Uh, but yeah, the blue sun uh, is gr- a great image, um, especially because the sun is is a blue color, you know, on the spectrum of, of color, uh, which is, which is kind of neat. But also just like the tragedy of it, um, you know, like your inhibitions are gone, uh, you know, which is interesting. I love seeing that in films uh, because it's like, hey, here's the person is their true self. Um, right. Or they become, yeah, they become selfish. Like people become their actual persons in those kind of films. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm just gonna go with Keats because it's so hard. It's cool. such a toss-up. Um, but yeah, the yeah. reason is because Byron's voting next, and I want to see. <laughs> I want it to be interesting. I, wanna, I, I don't want to be like, oh, tie it up. You know what I mean? Um, I to pick a winner. Ah, fuck yeah, it's tough. Uh, I like both of these pitches. They're both like super strong. Um, but I, I'm gonna have to just go with what I, the one that I would want to see, I guess, because um, they're both really strong. I'd have to go with Keats. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, it's because I, it's because I didn't vote for yours. I should have. No, <laughs> no. I'm glad that you didn't vote for mine, because then it would have tied it up. Yeah, we would have all had a tie. Oh um, yeah. Uh, which I guess would have been cool, but um, we have tied the last like four times we've done yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Keats. I mean, it's just like that was just like right off the get-go i could just get uh, immediate visuals you know and that's what i i just got off of like that's what i you know just gravitate towards too, is like the strong visuals so like your pitch just kind of got me like right there uh jacobs is good too I, I i'm i'm fascinated with what you do with how you would do it you know what i mean yeah yeah like same. how you would so that makes me wonder you know what i mean i i but it um but i it's, it's, it could either be, it could either be like really good, or it'd be a misstep. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I'm curious how it would be how it'd be done. Yeah, it's well, some room let, full of potholes for can sure. I let yeah. you, can I let you guys in on a secret? Is this is this is something I already wrote? So, so, I, so I just oh, uh, cool. Oh, cool. I just uh, that's um, fine. I just used I did the that. pitch. Yeah. Didn't I pitch the witch thing at one point? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, so, but uh, but yeah, it yeah. is a cha- it's a challenging this clash of like genre with with like reality it's tough yeah it's a tough thing to to put to, to pen uh and i'm still working on it because you know? it's like a he's not like a is he like a werewolf like what um the well the 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 wolfhound from hell that's just the best way i can describe it it's like um it, it's a uh, kind of a creature it's like um like Cthulhu, who's the guy that did Cthulhu? Oh, okay. Lovecraft. Okay. Lovecraft. It, yeah, it's yeah. kind of Lovecraftian, and like it's not. It's hard to like picture it, you know. Um, okay, sure. Like what it is, um, you know. But like it's closest to the, to a wolf, I guess. Um, but he's not a werewolf. He's just a gangster. <clears throat> okay, and then cool. in, and then it's I kind of picture it as like in his head is the genre, and then outside of that is like the reality, and he's like in his own head for half of the film like trying to find his uh, daughter uh during the funeral or something so you could kind of play around with like like the welcome to Marwin kind of thing you know where yeah. it's like inside the character's head is like one kind of world right but it me it like mirrors reality it's just seen through a different lens yeah it's kind of like that but it's um 
but it's it doesn't hold your hand as much as that film. Right, right. Yeah. 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 I like the mix of technology too. I don't think like, I'm picturing yeah. like an old Tommy gun. Yeah, in yeah. Like a it's old school. Modern yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like cool. a world that doesn't make any sense. It's like an inception world, you know, where it's cool. like this yeah. is yeah. It's kind of reality, but it's really just not at all. Nice. Sweet. Uh, all right. Uh cool. so I take the win this week. Um and I don't remember what I don't remember what our our schedule is so fucked with the episodes. I don't like pre-recording. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, at some point in the very near future, <clears throat> we're going to be doing Byron's birthday picks, uh, which will obviously the plot's a lot to feature Byron in some form, <laughs> some integral form. Um, yeah. Whether that's a main character or not, but uh, that'll we're, be fun. You're going to get so. into Byron's mind. Uh, uh, Byron's get into personality. Byron's. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I feel like something's going to get shoved up somewhere or something in one of you Gross. guys' pitches, I'm sure. Well, that's just what you assume. That's not what's probably not, probably not what's going to happen. And that's where you two, go right Two away. thumbs up. I'm, I'm just excited <laughs> to fully understand you, Byron. You know, because cool. I, I feel like I'm right on the edge of understanding you completely. But I feel like after these films, <laughs> I'm going to understand you more than you understand yourself. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. Like, yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like Solo is going to be a make it or break it point, too, for some of this. Because it's going to be the most extreme movie we've talked about so far. Yeah. yeah. Like make it or break it as in like. It's just going to be like this like point where I think there's. Because it could be, in fact, I mean, I don't know too many content creators who even talk about that movie. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's going to be a lot, and there's going to be a there's going to be a shift, I feel like, because it's going to be like, we're going to watch it, and it's going to be like the pre and post sort of. Uh, right. Uh, I don't know. It could be a time cool. when, when cool. you know, we start pulling in more people listening to it, or yeah. it could be a time where people look at us and be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. yeah these weirdos. <laughs> we <laughs> could go into our golden age. <laughs> Golden Age of Back to Back. Well, I, that's I think I kind of why I paired it with the other film, The Great Beauty, because it kind of watch Solo out. first and then do some right. mind bleach with The Great Beauty. Yeah, they're just but they're both super intellectual, so it's kind of hard to. I don't right. know. I didn't. I don't want it. I didn't want it. I didn't pick Solo because of, of because of its like graphic nature you know i picked it for its like film qualities you know yeah. as an actual film right. it i mean is. it's a criterion release and i'm pretty sure yeah i don't know like it made it to a national registry but it's definitely yeah. a highly regarded movie right. regardless so um but yeah so <clears throat> check that out um and then uh, we'll be pushing out our top uh 20 top of 2018 stuff here shortly as well i think or before this i don't know we'll find out you'll know when it gets released yeah <laughs> in what order things got released right. <laughs> by the time you're listening to this you will know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> even though we don't <laughs> uh, all right thanks for listening thanks guys bye